0: Recorded in the darkest dungeons of the Basement of Death studio, Josh, Troy, and Ty present a show dedicated to bringing you, the listener, into the adventure right along with them. Pick up your sword or load your bolt gun, but don't forget your helmet because it is time for some playin' and slayin'. From the B.O.D. studios, it is playing and slaying. So on tonight's episode, it is the big Adepticon 2018, I think Adepticon 16, yes. wrap up mm-hmm. and review show. We will spend the majority of the episode talking about what we've been playing, buying, and hobbying at Adepticon. Because yep.
1: <laughs> uh, we haven't done anything else in no. all the
0: weeks up to it. No, and uh, post Adepticon I've definitely taken yeah. just a total detox period this week. Last night I think I snipped something off the sprue for the first time and <laughs> 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 but um and then we will wrap up the episode with a play it or slay it review of the Adepticon swag bag. Ooh. Is it worth that premium badge upgrade?
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're,
0: you're, you're oh, wait! Your hand. You're wait! Tipping, your hand. Oh, cut that. Play out. it or slay it. Review. Remember, Troy. We'll, we'll cut, talk about we'll it cut and cut then determine off. if we will play oh. it or slay it. That's right. We'll cut that. <laughs> out. Yeah. So that will be coming up as our last segment. But um, the VIG bag that'll be the surprise. <laughs> 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 so um, hopefully everyone enjoys hearing about our Adepticon experience, and uh, we will get right into the show. Uh, we did promise last time that we would have two beers to make up for our lack of drinking. And Troy's a beer and a half in already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Troy, Troy has a head start. Um, but when you are playing as Slain, it is important to stay hydrated. So let's let Troy talk about what he is drinking
1: tonight. Cool. I pulled it out of the BOD cellars. Um, it is Surly Brewing Company's Darkness, Imperial or Russian Imperial Stout. Amazing. This is really good stuff. It's pretty good. It's uh, dark, thick, chewy, a little, what would you say, smoky, but not. I mean, very little sweetness it's that to it. Vanilla malt like flavor yeah, to it, um, like, yeah.
0: and bobbyaga is on on it. Yeah, it's, and it's got a really cool uh, label and or it, whatever this. It, it tells a story about in yeah. in Russia, Bobby Yaga can be both some a sign of danger and of comfort, mm-hmm. and the question is here: is Bobby Yaga magically enhancing the beer? Or is she making it cursed and dangerous? Mm -hmm. So we'll find out when we're done. (laughs) I'm also drinking uh, Surly's Darkness.
2: Well, these guys were raving about it, so I have a little taster of the darkness. Um, But I'm also drinking um, the uh, Double Oaked um, Woodford. Woodford. Yeah, Woodford Reserve, right? I'm sorry, I had to to reach for it. Uh, Yeah, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Uh, I bought... Special for this episode because mm. we had to, you know, get a couple drinks in here. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I, I do want to real quick cover what uh, what I purchased. I, I made my first trip to Total Wine, the new Laker <laughs> store that opened up by my place before Adepticon. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing a cart through there and I'm like, ooh, shiny, ooh, this looks good, ooh, this looks good. So I walked out of there with five six packs and a bottle of Amador Double Barrel, the bourbon. I'd never had Amador before. Uh, but they, they, they make it in Kentucky, you know, whiskey barrels, but then they rest it in Napa Valley wine barrels Mm. and it was very good. And Tom and Matt and I ensured that not a drop of it came home, (laughs) (laughs) but highly recommend if there's total wine in your area, check it out Mm. because their selection is incredible. Was that the bourbon that was added to your latte that one morning my french vanilla latte that was half <laughs> half coffee and half bourbon thanks matt danner yeah. wow <laughs> matt matt mixed it up special for me in the
1: room i was gonna say was, were there any uh special adepticon drinks while we're on uh, the drink i know i drank uh, a lot of moscow mules that was kind did. of my Every time i saw you, you had yeah one. that was my go-to because um, I, I was just this beer kind of can make me congested and everything else and i was trying to stay i had way too much to do so i was trying to make sure i could sleep and not snore too too bad and whatever so moscow mules were my go-to at 12 dollars a pop of course at the yeah
0: <laughs> so i always try to drink dragon's milk added up to con mm. uh so there were a couple times where I, I had a few of those
1: although they ran out like they, once
0: they ran out the first night but then they got it back in stock right. thursday friday saturday um I want to say it was Dumont, DuPage, mm. uh, Amber. It was uh, Two Brothers. Two Brothers. Dumont, was
1: DePage. it a, Was it an don't even. I guess I never think, poured it into a glass. I, and I know think it was, it an, was amber. an Amber. I thought it was um, more I'll of a... I'll have to
0: look it up, but it was Yeah, maybe It was, it was good. I had, had, had several of those.
1: Yeah, somehow uh, I had those too. So I don't know how. I was drinking always Moscow Mules and Dragon's Milk and the DuPage. I so. I did have an aviation
0: cocktail at Morden Steakhouse that was very mm-hmm. good. I couldn't tell you what was in it, but it was like an aviator, but they called it aviation. Uh, we'll get we'll get more into that dinner um, later, but yeah. So we've been drinking a lot, Josh. Dragon's milk and yeah, I, I had a <coughs> excuse
2: me um, one one evening. I had a uh, a double Woodford Reserve. Um, the er- the original is that the night you weren't drunk. drunk yeah. It was the night I claimed it was not, not drunk, not okay. wasted. I not believe it was not wasted. not wasted. I think yeah. there's
1: a photo. Of you not wasted. Should've, we should try yeah. and find that. It Very well could be. <laughs>
2: um, I in my head I was not wasted. So <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we've all been there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, there was. Uh, the, the double, uh, cost about as much as a normal bottle. So yeah. that, was, that was
0: super fun. Yeah. definitely <laughs> kind of liquor price, liquor and food prices at the convention are serious business. Off yeah. the hook.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we, yeah, yeah. we can, although I have to admit, I really like, I mean, that hotel bar and I'm like, I used that, I ate there, I don't know how many times, two or three times. Oh, the food yeah. wasn't yeah. bad in terms of prices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the drinks are yeah. hotel price drinks. It's not terrible.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the but, food was all pretty good, too. and the food was good. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, that is one of the benefits of being at the at the location itself, at the Renaissance itself, is that restaurant. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't take advantage of the Starbucks, but I know a lot of you guys do. So, yeah, when you can mix in your own your own bourbon, <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So we had an extended extended hydrated section yeah and <laughs> we are staying hydrated uh we drank a lot of
0: water to offset that but that was to make up for last episode no. so um, indeed let's let's just jump right into the pool uh with what we've been playing so deftcon the premier gaming uh miniature gaming experience and i would say in the country
1: uh, if not it could the world. be world I, um, I, I think you, it was interesting. Again, I've talked about it when we talked with Duncan and those guys last year. And I, I think he kind of even I would, this year, too. I, I think even when you talk to the guys from England, they they kind of like, this is it. Like, they, they, there's some cool stuff in England that happens and salute and things like that. But from a pure everything standpoint, Adepticon might be in the world, might be it. So Yeah, and it, uh, I mean
0: hundreds of tournaments and events and everything and we're so lucky to have it so close yeah like that's awesome just a short hop skip and a jump down the road right um so primarily i spent the majority of the weekend playing age of sigmar um the adepticon age of sigmar community is is really pretty impressive what's happened the last well this was the third adepticon with age of sigmar events we go from um, 2016, when there was 40-some players mm-hmm. in the Age of Sigmar Grand Tournament. Several were one day only, you know. Um, and, and then last year, breaking 100. This year, uh, in the Grand Tournament, there was 166 players. Uh, so in, in those three Adepticons, the size has quadrupled, which speaks to the Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. community. Yeah. It speaks to the involvement of Adepticon and of, of people from all over coming there to, to make that a huge event. Um, and what Alex, uh, Gonzalez and his team have done is just fantastic. So I spent the majority of my time in the age of Sigmar hall. Um, I didn't play in the Vanguard Thursday, but the, uh, the Milwaukee, uh, crew had a, had a really good showing in both vanguards. Um, and then I spent all Friday, the team tournament and Saturday and Sunday in the the championship. So I, I played, counting my practice game with uh dr gabe <laughs> i played nine or ten games at sigmar this weekend um and uh i'll just i'm not going to go through a you know a deep rundown of each game but i'll kind of just I, I wrote down some highs and lows um overall the the milwaukee, guys from milwaukee brendan won best death in one of the vanguards the team tournament and uh finished 10th overall and was best death, death general in the championship so fantastic showing there and then dave uh, nordstrom another guy milwaukee guy and his brass stampede took 13th overall and then zach lamb uh and his character overlords the boat dwarves uh with the the functioning motor on his boat yeah, so, cool. um, <laughs> so and the metallic cool. blue was- sheen of paint took 14th so seeing those three guys up there was awesome um Played with my brother in the team tournament. We went 2-1, had a top 30 finish. I think we were 28th or 29th um, out of 120 teams, which is another thing. I mean, the team tournament is growing year over year, You know, nearly doubling in size. Um, and uh, we played three, three interesting games. Our first one was our loss. We played against a uh, kind of order high elf slash zinch list and just got decimated, shot off the table. Skyfires are real. And Phoenixes, when they're getting Zinch spellcasting, buffing them, are also real. Um, and that was uh, Donnie Gerlitz and his uh, his teammate Jason from Michigan, part of that D- Detroit Warhammer uh, mm. club. So some good competition there. Um, game three, we were supposed to play Wayne Kemp and Kelly Freeberg, but they, they were late and didn't show up, so we had the opportunity of either waiting we're playing at one of the bottom tables, so we ended up playing uh, two really drunk fellows at the bottom table, and we kind of ran all over them. Um, and then played some guys in the second round that were fire slayers and ogres, so some interesting matchups, some good good games. Finished two and one um, with two major wins. Uh, Tom is maw crusher. Um, he, we would try to strategize every game, but as my brother said, is destruction doesn't follow uh, (laughs) battle plans and when a maw crusher has to charge it has to charge so he went balls to the wall we were talking about being conservative and being in good position i look and all of a sudden the maw crusher is across the board in the enemy ranks and i was like what happened to staying back and being conservative he goes i had to turn one charge i took it and i was like that that goes against the plan tom so we had a lot of fun had a had a good finish there um and then josh you want to talk through you and paul and your your team experience before i move into my championship
2: yeah so in the team tournament uh paul and i um played stormcast we both uh paul brought his dragon and i brought some some star soul maces and we threw them in there and did our best so yeah we we played uh, game one against uh, some Wanderers, which had like this crazy mechanic where they could come on any board edge, which was interesting for objective taking. Um, and Clan Scryer, which was it, was it was essentially just all Storm Fiends. Uh, he had nine Storm Fiends and then some uh, little... Uh, I don't even know who he was, but he had like a big bomb that could eat a yeah, model. Yeah, like basically. an engineer or... Yeah, like there you go. Um... And then game two, it was mixed destruction against a father and son team, and they were like super nice, and um, it would, it seemed more of like a super friendly game. It wasn't you know a tournament game really. It seemed like you know um, yeah they had a maw crusher and a, um, a stonehorn, and they swung those at us, and we deflected them, and ended up taking that game. So yeah, we had a major win there, um, and then. Game three, we played against um, a full Nurgle assault, and it was pretty bad. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were, um, they knew what they were doing, and they knew how to bait us in, and we fell for it. So,
0: would you say they were masters at baiting?
2: They, they mastered <laughs> the art of baiting, and uh, yeah, was, it, uh, it, it, it ended up coming down to like where the objectives ended up, and and they had more of them secured than we did um, from the get-go, so it wouldn't have really mattered. But, yeah, they they did a good job, and they were really fun to play with, and uh, both from Milwaukee, too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, good good times, though. All, all good people, all good games. I, I think uh, uh, the, the thought I... or the feeling I got from a lot of people was the team tournament was a little bit uh, friendlier, or it was a little less uh hyper competitive than the championship tournament um, I I didn't play in the championship tournament so I don't know but um that was kind of the 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 thought I got from other folks so
0: yeah I, th- I think um overall this this year both the team tournament and the championship were next level in competitiveness and caliber mm-hmm. of of play um last year was Guys were just figuring out Age of Sigmar mm-hmm. truly from a match play standpoint. Um, you didn't have a lot of the hyper competitive play, but this year, I mean, the, the top tables were they were insane. Um, mm-hmm. It was some some high, both the team tournament and the the championship. The top twenty five percent were uber competitive, yeah. um, and the team tournament was a fun atmosphere. Everybody's out there for three games playing with a buddy, and um, mm-hmm. the championship got. You know? Got, got heated. People got in there and mixed it up and it, it was good. Um you know, competitive play, if that's what you're into, you you get it. It's not a it's not a cream puff event. Adept <laughs> like the best, you know, the best out there come there to show that they're they're the best.
1: So do we, who won team? Do you remember? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember now. <laughs>
2: Um, it was Sean, Sean Troy and his
0: partner, yeah, Steven Thompson, oh, There you go. Yep. Sean yep. Troy yep. from the T three or whatever yep. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Troy also won, um, the, the championship. Yeah. Oh, okay. Again, uh, he beat, uh, Brian Carmichael, okay. hobby I'm killer sure. from healing no. <laughs> hammer. Yep. At the final table. I was watching
1: part of that game on the final table. That was cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so great, a great weekend for Sean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, but so my my championship experience: five rounds, five games, three Saturday, two Sunday. I'm going to spend most of my time talking about Saturday. Uh, Sunday <laughs> was a little bit of a bummer. Um, but I started the day uh, Saturday morning. I lined up, and across the table from me is Steve Herner. Steve is he runs Holy Wars and Holy Havoc in Illinois. Some very narrative like narrative focused, amazing tables that have special rules, limited in enrollment for that event. He had his um, his gnarly root Sylvaneth uh, battalion mm-hmm. with Marathi. It was his secret mm-hmm. project that he unveiled, and he had wrapped her mm-hmm. around a tree and painted her in these green tones. I mean, Steve is one of the greatest hobbyists. He was one of the top ten uh, nominees for the best appearance, um, and, and just an amazing guy to play. We had a, a fantastic game. Um, kind of talked about our lists. Had some good banter at the table. Um, yeah, and, and look up his army uh, with Marathi. Like no, it, it's amazing. No, it was like, really, really it's cool. So like, yeah. good, <laughs> St- Steve. When I when I think of like Age of Sigma, they there are stewards of the hobby, guys mm-hmm. like Dan Heelan and Wayne Kemp that do the podcasting and Face Hammer guys that do mm-hmm. the competitive play. Steve and um, Eric uh, Stone Monk gamer. Some of, some of those guys that are that neos and narrative. Um, what they do from a hobby standpoint, like Steve is in, in rare. You know, yeah, rare no. company for people doing anything like he does. Um, so i had a fantastic game with him. It was hard fought. It was it was fun. Uh, and I, I ended up squeaking out the major win, max point. So I, I quickly then moved <laughs> up from yeah. table 50 to table uh, 24 um, or 25. I, I played. So I get to that table, and I'm up against Ricky Addington from Forge the Narrative. That was kind of um, fun. I heard him, and I saw Ricky, <laughs> and I'm like, Ricky, I uh, love what you do with Forge Narrative. So fun to listen <laughs> to you. We talked, and um, the, really that game came. To, he was playing Vanguard Wing, so he drops in, has me surrounded. In turn two, I'm like, I am in trouble. This is going to be rough. And then Arkin uh, gets Curse of Years off. I roll my ten dice, three sixes, fives, fours, threes, twos. I I nail it. I stick yep. the Curse yeah, of yeah. Ears.
1: And, and Years. And you led with that... that, <clears throat> that supposed statement about how this only happens two percent or one point what is your what is your line? I think it's two point seven percent of the time. He he thinks it's two point seven percent, but somehow it happens like every other time. I don't know. know, I think that's fifty. I don't know. Every other time is twenty seven two point seven either way. He like softens you up
0: and then he just five five rounds running Arkin. That was the only time it went off in the championship. (laughs) (laughs) And Ricky Ricky looks at me and he goes That's still twenty. He goes and he's got that southern accent so it's it's kinda hard to like I'm not gonna to do the disservice but he's like how does how does this work now do you just keep rolling on two ups i said no that's the unit and it was his 30 liberators like the linchpin of his vanguard yeah. wing. and i hand the book over i let him read the spell and he goes not sure and i said let's go talk let's go talk to one of the judges just so mm. that we can get an impartial third party because i don't i don't want to feel bad here yep. like this is huge yeah so we go talk to Dave Whitech, who is volunteering oh, from Garage yeah. And Dave explains <laughs> and the spell, and he goes, So yeah. then if he gets to two up, and he gets it, and Ricky goes, He got it. Dave goes, Well, that's it's the unit. unit. So back to the table, Ricky picks up his 30 Liberators in turn two. Um, and I got to give him credit, man. He, um, he stuck it out, played a good game, came down to the final turns. I mean, he, yeah, he, he still threw got everything back in right? It, was, yeah. And he was close. I mean, because um, he, he did damage when that Vanguard wing mm-hmm. hit me. He killed a lot of stuff, but then I was able to maneuver and position, get the points I needed, and, and lock it down. And he missed some critical shooting, uh, and I, I hung on for the major win there.
1: So then I moved up, found around on Saturday. So can I? I'm just going to tell Ricky's story. So oh, yeah, yeah. then um, it was cool because Ty's like I'm playing Ricky Ellington. He like Ty, he like hits me up and texts me, and so I kind of swung by and talked to him a little bit. And at the end of the game, I think I came by and at least said hi. Yeah, awesome. What are you doing? Uh, and then later we'll get. We're over playing Ethereum, and he, cru- he must have crushed his third round because he was done like two hours earlier, an hour and a half. And he mm-hmm. wanders over across the thing we were playing Ethereum, and he's and he sits there and so I give him, and he's like, "Well, I kind of look, you know, I'm looking for this kind of." Um, you know uh, cyberpunk kind of thing so he watched ben and i play uh, ethereum and i was trying to give him i was doing i'm like i can't do a good sell job as the actual guys like will and everybody but um, i'll do what i can to explain it so it was fun yeah so it was good to kind of meet him and Very even cool. get to hang out with him a little longer when yeah. he was over doing that so so yeah. maybe he's going to pick up ethereum now we'll see uh just just <laughs> a total gentleman um
0: yeah and, and a great a great experience to play against ricky uh, and and uh, all those forged narrative guys. So talked a little bit about Warzone Atlanta and the community, and the, um, and then round three, I played Mike Skletti. He's a guy from the Bay Area uh, who's relocating soon to the Midwest, in Minneapolis. So he's going to connect with like Ryan Nickel <laughs> and some of those guys. Um, but he was playing a Brass Stampede with a bunch of Core Grass. He was up, so I, I got to play him and Steve Herner, two of the ten uh, best <laughs> Army like best appearance <laughs> finalists. Um, and Mike finished 7th, uh, tied for 7th overall. So, I mean, he had a great weekend. He smashed me up pretty good. So I ended the day with a major loss. But I still got secondary and tertiary points, so I was in a decent position the next day. Um, Sunday morning, had, uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but played another <laughs> Sylvaneth, uh, narrow Root narrow Battalion, pressure early, hotly contested game. Um, the dice totally failed me at a critical point had a little bit of you know one of those questionable moments where you're just like R- really uh but ended up losing that one and then was kind of heartbroken after my loss and went into round five against a uh, plague touched warband with like 150 marauders the new greater unclean one and rodigus so rodigus is casting a spell that just rains mortal wounds down on you so i lost my heroes turn two the necromancers died um, I couldn't do damage I was getting mortal wounds bounce back on me it was just we had an hour and 15 minutes left I said hey I hit my secondary um, I, I won't get the let's call it you know and pick up rather than draw it out for another hour and a half so I finished two and three um, 77th out of 166 um, I, I was disappointed but top half in, in a tough field so it's just more practice tweak the list come in the next year with you know
1: so and, and and we can go really quick because i don't want mm-hmm. people that don't care about age of sigmar or whatever but the format was right you had kind of the primaries that were sent set up by the scenario and then you had a list of secondaries that you, you had, picked you from? had seven secondary objectives and you could
0: pick one per okay. game uh and you couldn't repeat okay. so once you mm-hmm. used it okay. it was gone but like keep your general alive or take a unit get it within six inches of the board edge and run it off um Your general kills more than your enemy general. Different ones that you could pick uh, once you knew your matchup. And then every game battle plan had a tertiary objective. Like Mm -hmm. if it was control three objectives on the battlefield, your tertiary might be control an objective in your opponent's territory at the end of the game for one point, control an objective in your territory and your opponent's territory for two points. (laughs) So you could get a max of 12 for the primary. Uh, The secondary was worth four, and the tertiary was worth a max of two.
1: And the primaries were similar or exactly out of the book or, uh, almost
0: exactly out of okay. the book with some slight deployment or, um, randomness added. Okay. that was slightly different, but, um, very close to general Sandbook. Cool. So, yeah, that was, that was the championship. It was, it was fun. Um, I went from very high moments to very low moments. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a good tournament. Once again, super expertly run by Alex. Um, cool seeing the milwaukee contingent the guys from milwaukee had a a big showing at one point we had you know four guys playing on the top six tables which was really cool to see that our club is kind of you know those guys have put in a lot of where i say our club those guys have put in a lot of practice and time uh and it and it paid off and showed with their finishes so
1: well and and i think we have to call out all the rest of the basement of death guys right between you and paul and dr gabe and eric and eric and eric yeah so so yeah yeah, yeah. in the in the championship yeah
0: eric and paul played day one they both withdrew um, and dr gabe and dr gabe
1: finished out i finished out yeah um so yeah yeah there was a big contingency plan it was good so it was fun i mean i was popping in and out just checking on everybody making sure nobody was on underhydrated or <laughs> over stressed. Yeah, yeah, or over stressed either
0: one. Delivering beers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one final thing too is that round four, when I had a really feel bad moment, I was playing next to uh Bryce, a Milwaukee guy, who's just a very happy person. Mm-hmm. He's just very positive. Um and Domus is uh, like a famous Age of Sigma community member. He did like eighty tables worth of terrain for it then kind of was the host family for the the face hammer guys um and those two just were having such fun and so positive that that energy probably saved me from like table flipping <laughs> and throwing my army into a trash can so uh thanks domus thanks bryce troy
1: you played 40k, 40K. What? Uh, what, what 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 do you what is this age of what i don't know age what you're talking about it's it's adepticon it's 40k all the time. Whatever. <laughs> um, so Thursday I played in the 40 K gentlemen's tournament, uh, which is just like a three round, um, you know, rogue, pro trader type thing. Um, the guys that do it do a really nice job. Usually get, we got like a shot glass, usually really get a nice, you know, welcoming prize and they do some interesting, I mean, the idea is it's not super competitive. That's not really true is what I will, <laughs> 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 what I will tell you. Um, so I brought my Gene Sailor cult. <clears throat> really, I was really happy with how that army turned out. I'm really proud of it and fun. I didn't win a whole lot with it, but I had a, I had a couple of good games. Uh, the first game I played, again, we had the, the tyranid jeans to the cult matchup. Kyle Furtstad, I think was his, is his name, um, was had some, oh, my God, gorgeous Tyranids that he that he had these models were amazing what, uh, what color were they uh they were like an orange greenish kind of again you're talking to the colorblind person but <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh you know kind of orange green just very you know pattern uh, just very very cool um and kyle was an awesome guy to play with um it was we had a really a, a close game he ended up winning in the end but it took us to like right, the first uh, scenario was a little weird and that you had kind of staggered deployment. So it took us till turn three to actually have for somebody to get a first blood. So it just showed you how much we were <laughs> trying to... And he had a couple of shooty carnifexes and stuff, but he couldn't kill my uh, Lehman Rust tanks at all to do that kind of stuff. So it uh, that was good. And then um, it was interesting as Kyle, then I saw him, he was he ended up playing, I think on in when he played in, I think one of the team tournaments, he was actually on Warhammer TV. I think you can actually see him play it's not his army. He's actually on one of the Twitch streams for Warhammer TV um, later on, like, Saturday a weekend that you can get to. So, nice. uh, really cool guy. Ran hit him later in the hotel. It was, it was a really fun, again, that's all I'm looking for, is a fun, semi-competitive, in-the-game kind of thing, uh, which was unlike my second game. Um, so, the second game, that was the, the game of, like, you know, my opponent shot for, like, an hour on the first turn. He had an army that I guess was a 1,000 Suns. I didn't recognize it as Thousand Suns until after he told me because it really wasn't, it was minimally, you know, minimally painted. So I don't want to, you know, brag on it too. He was an awesome, really good guy. He ended up winning, surprisingly, um, I'm making air quotes, um, surprisingly <laughs> won Best War Master in the end because he just, he basically was one of those ones where this was very, a very, super competitive list in a non-competitive tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, don't do any comp of the list, like they, there's no list well that's kind of what you're supposed to do everybody else yeah. turned their list in we you know we turned our list in two weeks ahead of time uh, that as much as i like the gentleman's sermon, i'm i'm gonna give them some feedback in terms of i think the scenarios themselves were overly complicated i believe no one i don't well maybe maybe somebody but i don't think anybody scored them correctly because they were really confusing into how you actually scored the objectives and so forth so my guess is no one actually scored them correctly and i understand what they're trying to do trying to add more flavor and make it kind of thing but i'm like i really don't want to burn my brain trying to figure out what the heck the scenarios it should in my mind it should be fairly straightforward again like age of sigma like give me a primary give me a couple of secondaries that are easy you know and in 40k secondaries are easy right first blood you know kill the warlord you know mm-hmm. slay the warlord it's it's kind of there so again i had fun but i think they could do some things to kind of make it even better um, than that and um and then my third game i played against the guy that just had all um infantry primaris marines so it was fun um just to kind of he just had that's it wall-to-wall dudes no vehicles nothing um but nicely painted and uh, a fun guy to play with i ended up i ended up just losing to him you know it was good we had a good back and forth um just because of. I those guys have a lot of they're tough they're actually Primaris, so guys are' tough cocohoons and so forth so so I had fun uh, it was good it was long not I mean, I actually wouldn't say it was a long day because it's nice as they do three games they have lots of space you end up with like I think they give you like almost two hours for lunch break something like that so it, it I mean that, oh, it's my goal is like, hey let's play some 40k for a day have some fun so two or three games and were you good. you
0: tripled up your total games of 40k for right. 2018 basically so. yeah that's it i think i played dan <laughs> twice and i played yeah. three
1: games in, in on uh on thursday so i'm in good shape so, yeah. <laughs> so that was my uh, and again i was really i was really proud when we did do the paint show. i wish i don't know i was going to try and figure out what the actual where i ended i have no idea where i ended up in the final scoring because i didn't actually win win any games so i'm sure it's not very hard but it, i'd be interested to see like what is my paint score because I was really proud to put that army out for display, and and I had a lot of good people. Like, again, it was fun. People walking by, like I never see Gene Siller call. Right? No, you just didn't. Nobody plays that army because it's not super strong at the moment. But um, it was fun, and uh, I was proud of it. So that's cool. half the battle.
2: Yeah, yeah, it
0: looked great. Yeah, I mean that that was the thing that was pretty cool. Well, you turned out and like Tom's army and just Gabe stuff, like, and then all of the armies across the board. Um, there's some really cool. Hobby, at you know that that goes into those depth count armies. Yeah. Seeing the full the full layouts yep. and some of the displays is just crazy. Then um, you also you talked. talked a little, I talked bit, a about little Ethereum, bit about that about Ethereum. That um, can you yeah. describe the the Romics invasion e- event like how that went? yeah
1: So I ended up. So Ben and I played, uh, and then John played too. He ended up playing another guy. So uh, and I played the Resx. Resx. I played Resx. Ben had the Rammix. Took me about a turn or kind of get back into the. Oh yeah, I remember all the and to kind of get Ben. He also hadn't played in a while, so just to walk through the stuff. Um, but that was a blast. It was fun. I was actually, I think I was winning because I kind of jumped and took off his took his pylon really quick. The diver guy. Mm-hmm. The it was interesting, like the Rammix guys. There's there's some interesting How they stuff kind of they corrupt can, nodes. Yeah, and play around the corruption. With. So the whole goal on that one was to clean the corruption off. So I was able to use some of my, um, like my segmented units to just use all their their action points or CP to knock out the the corruption. So I made a pretty good push pretty early on it. Although there were some a couple guys of John or Ben's that were surprising because they were tough. Like you hit them and they're like what what they hit me and they move and they whatever. So it w- it was good. It was a good learning experience. It was fun. I was going to talk about in hobby how I was going to try and bring my own own guys there but um i did not paint them so (laughs) you had a few things that was a will that was a will fail i I owe will something for for failing that so
0: So, i guess we'll dive right into the hobby segment i know we talked about the prior episodes kind of our road to adepticon so we'll kind of wrap up what we got done
1: the end of the Uh, road
0: yeah the end of the road (laughs) and it's it's not the destination it's the journey
1: sure is it
0: I hated I my, it, I, I, think hated my I think it's the destination I think it's when
1: you're done like there was a lot that was fun like the last <laughs> week literally the Monday Tuesday coming up to Adepticon as we were all like brushes down like so I was am I really done no I'm kind of done no I'm not done I'm done except for those two models oh I'm done I'm done except I broke my spear off my guy yes I, <laughs> so I was I was up to the wire Wednesday morning I was finishing
0: painting before I packed the car to leave because as I was putting my army away at 2.30 in the morning Tuesday, when I had finished everything, I snapped the lance off. And I no. could not get it back on with glue. Uh-huh. So I ended up having to take it off even lower down, like, at the hand. And I found a Stormcast, like, Palador javelin that was almost the right length. And I put that on. I painted it unprimed. And I just painted it. And then... Glued it on. Conversion points. Which I clearly, <laughs> clearly missed because I couldn't tell the judge. Uh, but, uh, yeah, display board got done like 3 in the morning Wednesday. Army got done, though. I Some good pictures of it. I'm still not happy because my paint score wasn't <laughs> where I no. wanted it. But uh, I, there's a few things I can touch up and keep going, but I
1: like how my board came together the I, train that display did. bar was really really cool mm-hmm. yeah. um so and we'll mean, put some we'll, i'll try and get some pictures um as we get this up either probably both on the plane and and facebook page uh, and basement of com. we'll link to some of the pictures of all the different whether it's tie plane and the gt or space hulk whatever we'll we we'll have a bunch of pictures so and i think yeah there's there's a bunch out there already but we'll get some more
0: yeah yeah definitely some some friends of the show have you know facebook galleries and other stuff um Mm -hmm. eric i was pretty blown away he uh he photo journalist style like (laughs) took 108 pictures or something of his experience at adepticon so i think was that eric's first uh first adepticon right it was yeah Yeah, Yeah, so he he did it all i mean there was he took pictures of everything, which was pretty cool.
1: And we and I guess we shouldn't short it is that we did have a couple of people and um, Matt and Eric both played in the Shadespire um, yeah, Grand Clash. Yeah, was it the Grand, Grand Clash? Clash. That was called yep, Grand Clash um, on Thursday night. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, Matt was finishing his deck list at three in the morning the night before, <laughs> after flying in at midnight and having several drinks. And I brought the the new cards because he hadn't seen those, mm-hmm. so he mixed in some of the new cards to his deck. Won his first two games, lost his last two, Mm -hmm. but um, had a great time. And and he said, I don't know where there's a good point to talk about it, but Matt goes to a lot of gaming conventions. I mean, he works in the industry, does a a ton of shows. He said, this is the most fun I've had at a show. Like, Adepticon has, as a convention and as a show, is doing it right. And he basically said, I'm not missing a year. I will be here (laughs) every year that you're
2: here. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah. just a, a good experience all around. Um, I know Troy kind of talked through. Did any zombie side hobby get, get end up getting done?
2: Yeah, I did um, a, a bunch more crates and boxes and stuff because I didn't have enough. Uh, I wanted instead of like the little X, I wanted like crates and boxes as the objective markers. So um, I, I had a very sparse few. The first go-around at Nexus. So I did a whole bunch of those. Um, I had to do a bunch of walls, and I touched up a few of the tiles as well because they got chipped and nicked up, you know, in transit. So, yeah, a whole bunch of touch-up there. I didn't get uh, any dudes painted because Troy had them already. So, um, but, yeah, there was a... a, a a big rush yeah like uh sunday night monday to <laughs> to, to kind of get those things done so yeah but yeah i think it ended up turning out pretty good so looked good on the table yeah it excellent was, it was really good yeah, yeah we, good. We, we
0: all made it i mean we all made the, it. yes the thing. we didn't think everyone would but nobody dropped out because
1: they couldn't get it painted and i did uh the last um Last thing I did was to figure out I'm like, oh, I should. I had an idea for my display board. Basically, I stole tiles off the Space Hulk board, and but I needed a frame, and it was funny. I spent a half hour in Hobby Lobby looking, and like I couldn't find exactly. I knew what size I had, couldn't need it. Um, I go back to the basement of death, and I go to the archives, and I'm like, look. Why did I even go? Because there's a frame right here that I, had <laughs> that I had bought. So I was able to take a, I just basically took a frame, got some card stock and that made my base. And then I had these, the room tiles basically is what I used as the base for uh, my, my display board and then put the cult on top of it. And again, it ended up looking, and then I took some more of the terrain, kind of the a sector Mechanicus terrain and yeah. used to that. and It looked great. Then, and that, so, I, again, I was really happy. And that was kind of the last last thing that I had to figure out besides like a dozen, whatever we were doing until 2 a.m. The one I think I did the last <laughs> 12 um, cultists. That was the last thing they get done. So,
2: that, that'd be the one thing that I wish I would have done more or better. Uh, I, I kind of just piggybacked off of Paul's display board. I wish I would have done my own board. So
0: it's always next year. Yeah. There you go. So we'll kind of we won't do a full review of the vendor hall, uh, but hmm. we can talk a little bit about buying.
1: Yeah, I actually didn't. I didn't spend a whole lot of time in there. I think I, I made a couple passes on Saturday and a couple on Sunday, but I actually didn't buy a whole lot of stuff. What What did you buy? I did what I bought for the second time uh, is the <laughs> Realm of Chaos, uh, Realm of Chaos book from DW. I did run to there. That was like Thursday in between games. actually make sure they never ended up running out. I don't think, but I just I ended up ma- wanted to make sure I grabbed that. Um, so that's the old original Rogue Trader, you know, Realm of Chaos hardcover book um, that I had I had bought way back in the '90s when it first came out. I ended up I had sold it to I had sold to some guy in Japan, based on eBay at some point. <laughs> Um, for a hun- like a hundred twenty like mega money, which is why I sold it. What um, was and the it,
2: shipping on that thing?
1: I well, what it was it? Was he was paying for it? And it was actually it was again it was one of those things where you do it through like some kind of company in like California, and then they take care of the international shipping to oh, okay. whatever. So I like, yeah, he was paying for the shipping. It was yeah. Oh, yeah so I don't know what he ended <laughs> up paying, but it was like through one of those intermediaries who took care of the. But this is way back when. Um, when I sold it, so but I always kind of regret like that getting rid of that book. So I was really happy when they brought it back in the print. But I think I'm still ahead of the game because I think the original cost plus the sixty dollars that I that I bought it for still wasn't as much as I, that guy in Japan paid for the original copy I bought. So, so, <laughs> so, so I'm ahead, some, of some, and I still somewhere
0: have it. there's a guy in Japan going. Damn it, why did I pay 120 for this? They
1: released it for 60 Yep. Mm-hmm. But he's had it probably for 10 years because I bet you I sold that thing maybe more than 10 years ago, probably like 15 years ago. So. <laughs> but that's an amazing book. That's a really good book. And it'd be interesting to see if they release the other one. I can't think of the other, the green one. There's like, this is the red one, and there's like a green one for Realm of Chaos. Back. And uh, there's just so much really good old lore and things in there. I mean, you don't really use the rules or anything, but. There's you look at a lot of stuff, especially for Horace Heresy and so forth. A lot of the seeds of that are in like that book and the and the Green Book too. So that was like my um, big purchase that I was really happy that I was able to get because you really can only get it from Forge World. So <laughs> sweet. Did
2: uh, did you buy anything, Josh? I took a sp- one spin through the the hall and I uh, was looking for a few things and yeah, nothing really clicked with me. So I. Ended up not buying anything, which I feel I, there was a miss. I should have found something.
0: Well, I made up for it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> good.
0: Um, I spent some time one of the days, I think Thursday, when I didn't have anything going on. I, uh, I stopped by Anvil 8 early, bought one of the Ramex, uh boxes, the auxiliary box. Um, I picked that one rather than the core collective because the auxiliary uh, <laughs> programs got the will conway treatment so he uh he worked a lot with their rules and testing and tweaking them so i was like i want the the will conway tested (laughs) uh, units (laughs) for this game um and then i uh i had on twitter i bought some terrain some of those gates not the realm gates the uh can't think of the name of them now the big dragon arched over them gates for sigmar Mm -hmm. terrain
1: Yes, I can't think of the name either.
0: <clears throat> but I bought two of those <laughs> from Brad Schwant. Uh, he was getting rid of some terrain, so I'm, I have three of those now that I'm going to hobby up and um, may need them for Brew City otherwise. Just have them for, for terrain. I bought Gaslands from mm-hmm. Osprey. They were there. Paid 20 bucks. got the rule book, um, and I then hopped right over to Deathray Designs who made the acrylic templates for Gaslands, so all the movement, turn, skid, Markers, everything for fifteen dollars. So thirty five dollars, and I will go buy at Walmart some Matchbox cars for four bucks <laughs> and play Gaslands. So excellent. Pretty excited to yep. get that to the table and give it a shot. Uh, then I spent some time at Footsore Miniatures. Um, will went in early and bought me the rule book and the Age of Vikings for the player boards for saga. second edition Saga um, from Footsore Miniatures. Uh, they were sell- the only vendor there selling it. Um, and then I went later and I talked to the, the sculptor, Bill. He, um, he's one of the guys that does all of the historic miniatures and works for Futsor and does stuff for Warlord, too. Um, and I talked to him and I picked up a Visigoth uh, warband. So I got the, the box, I got some levy archers, and some more hearthguard cavalry. I came home and I made a $75 purchase by (laughs) uh, spears and bases and some banners and uh, another rule set. And a Viking special character, because maybe I'll start a Viking warband too. (laughs) Uh, So I can have two warbands to... So Saga, now that I think about it, every day I look at that 3 by 3 forest board oh, that brian yeah. made years oh, ago yeah how great would that be for yep. a saga game
1: mm-hmm. yeah i just got it well the problem is they sold out of the saga version 2 like thursday right it, it was yeah, yeah it was gone so otherwise i would have probably bought that rule so I, I just need to go look online and see if i can get a hold of you can the, it's out there yeah the, the second edition foot, and foot footsore miniatures yeah, as it, and then spend on the interwebs so 69 dollars on you can get a warband
0: for under 100 bucks yeah
2: yeah, you just got to go on, on the line.
0: You just go on the line yeah. and find it. Um, so I bought Saga. Yeah, that was that's kind of what I bought. Cool. And then I put an order in for mini-stomp for f- four zombie dragons. Of course you did. When I got back from Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special thing I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the four dragon list? It's the four dragon meta. <laughs>
1: I see Tom's three dragon
0: meta, and I raise it one dragon.
1: So while I was gone, Mm -hmm. stuff just showed. It's amazing. Like, I didn't even have to shop. It just showed up on my door. (laughs) What? So the one thing that showed up, well, this wasn't why we were Adepticon. This was afterward, um, was the Forge Bane from GW, the Forge Bane box, which is the new little argument. Armager? Armager. That's what it. Armager Knights, like the mini Knights. And then Necrons and some you, adeptus mechanicus. You call them mini knights, but they're bigger than dreadnoughts. Yeah, I mean they're on a hundred mil base. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're not, but they're yeah yeah. I'm, but I'm they're smaller to get, than other Dreadnoughts. And, and we'll talk about some other knights that might be coming. Oh boy, <laughs> that might be coming. And then uh, and World? then what did come from while I was gone was uh, vampire hunters, the, a Kickstarter that I had from like a million years ago. Kind of, I don't know, it's a miniature, tons of miniatures in the game. Uh, you have some little dudes and they, they're they vampire hunters. And then you have tiles. So kind of like a zombicide, massive darkness kind of thing. You have different scenarios that you go in and basically hunt vampires. That, I don't know, for me, like that genre, I just love that genre. Like, Can I would, you play as the vampire? I don't think so. I think you can play competitive as the hunters, but I don't think. It's all AI, AI driven as the the vampires is there a vampire
0: character that like hunts other vampires um, like Blade? i know
1: you can be turned like there's like okay. turned vampires i haven't read all the rules i'm a little worried the rules are a little clunky maybe um i shouldn't say it without playing it um, but it seems like the rulebook's a little dense so um but it could just be that i got it. so look for a future review on on vampire hunters but i'm excited because i'm excited to see a board game because in the Past, I've always tried to say, wanted to do like an RPG or something, but we never get to play RPGs or anything anymore. So I'm, I'm like, if I can get that feeling in a, a board game, I'll be happy. And so I may just end up playing it solo all the time. because so, <laughs> you can. So we'll see.
2: What's Troy doing? He's playing uh, a vampire. Yeah, 100 100. 100.
1: And I'm, I'm excited to paint some of these guys. I might at least want to get a little bit of paint on them because the miniatures are really cool. But. So it's modern day? Modern day. Yep. Vampires. Yep. Okay.
0: I'll check it out. So it wouldn't be an episode of play and Slayin' if we didn't talk about Kickstarter. Walking around the convention Florida at Adepticon, I saw several times, I saw Dave Taylor. His um, painting, it's basically like a hobbyist encyclopedia yeah. <laughs> coffee table book <laughs> yep. of his armies and styles, is on Kickstarter uh, mid-April, April 15th. Yep. Dave is a fantastic guy, uh, yep. big presence in the in the hobby world um and it's kind of a cool book it, it looks like it talks through how to do it it okay. shows his stuff a little bit on techniques a little bit on his history it's kind of a comprehensive look at the hobby of painting toy soldiers yep.
1: yeah yeah I, I think it's like again there's really useful stuff in there and it's also i think really cool a way to give back to dave like he's given so much to the hobby and uh, i think i talked about it a couple years ago when he did like the titan when he talked about how he built his warlord titan Uh, just yeah the amount of sharing give back he does to the community is amazing he always has i mean he was an ex-dw employee back in the day and then since then he's always just done different paint different paintings and conversions and armies that you've seen so it's cool to kind of for him to use this book to share that with everyone but i think it's cool for the community to also have an ability to kind of give back to him and and thank him for everything he's done so yeah i'm in on that one already so (laughs) yeah yeah i'll I'll get in on that
0: for sure and then um Next up, our friends at Pandasaurus, John Gilmore and company, um, have a expansion already, which is crazy, right?
1: Is it an expansion or a separate game? Um, both. Dinosaur Island Back yeah, From so Extinction. Yeah, so the Kickstarter Back From Extinction is there is a standalone two-player version of Dinosaur Island, which is Dulosaur Island. Mm-hmm. And then Dinosaur Island Total Liquid is an expansion to the original Dinosaur Island game. Which I still haven't, for weird reasons, I haven't gotten because I didn't pay my pledge right, whatever. <laughs> oh, I've, I've been there.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
1: I'm kind of in no, I'm, what's cool is I've actually played the game online because they had it on uh, Tabletop, Teletopia. So I played, I've been able to play it, but I don't have my physical copy yet, so <laughs> I keep mailing back and forth with their customer service, to, and they're trying to, like, find it somewhere in who knows where, in, uh, in the warehouse somewhere, but... Lost uh, in the ether. Yeah, but not even... So, I don't even have the original physical one, but I'm already in on the expansion, too, because Dinosaur Island's a blast, even though it's a Euro game. Sweet. I think Troy's warming up to Euro games. No, I need theme. You yeah. know me. I need theme. <laughs> That's true. We'll, and as long as it's not farming, I'm good. <laughs> we'll get them. Farming on Mars?
0: Okay. Yeah, farming, farming on Mars. Farming yeah, like, feudal Europe? Not okay. not okay. okay. And
1: growing mushrooms in a cave? Screw that. Like... <laughs> And buying beer, but beer, making beer. Making I'm beer. good with okay. it. I'm good
0: with that. That's good. good. All right, so we just got to find the Euro games with good theme. <laughs> All right, yeah. <clears throat> Finding good games with good theme. The next one, Harry Potter. Obviously, people know what Harry Potter yeah. is. Um, even if they haven't seen the movies, I think it's impossible to live in today's world without it. Night Models got the rights to the Harry Potter miniature game. Originally, people weren't sure if it was going to be Head to head, you know, skirmish, or what? What it was going to be, because they have Batman, the miniature game, mm-hmm. which is a skirmish level, head to head miniature mm-hmm. game. But this, as they revealed information, is an adventure game. Um, put tiles down, try to defeat uh, the enemy, um, working together as as the heroes. Um, and they moved it from Kickstarter to a web store pre-order. Uh, they started that in March. It runs, I think, about another week or two. Um, at the time of recording, yeah. it'll run into April a little bit. But they're doing uh, an awesome Voldemort model that's a pre order exclusive. And they're offering huge bundle deals as you mm. do different things. So, all in retail is like 560 some dollars <laughs> if you get everything. <laughs> but they're doing 40% off. So, $350 ish gets you like everything I'm talking all the expansions, all the extra character packs where you're, you're basically buying the whole line of product for the, the game. Um, you know, I, I did it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I is all oh, in. Yeah. So, uh, it's still out there. The models look really cool. Um, Nicole yeah. is a huge Harry Potter fan, so it'll yeah, probably end easy, up being, yeah. a, um, you know, a, a, a gift. Yep. I already spoiled the surprise. So if she hears it, it won't be a big deal. Um, but uh, the, the models look great. The gameplay looks interesting. I think it'll be fun. Cool.
1: Yeah, and I think that'll be nice for Night Models. Like that might inject a lot of cash into that company and even let them do more with like the Batman and other licenses that they have. Right. Because um, yeah. they do some really cool models and games, and we we don't get to play them a lot. But I, again, on the wish list to be able to.
2: Yeah, pulling uh, a less like super gamer audience. So a
1: little yeah, more right. fringe. Yeah, exactly. So the next one, and this is uh, this the Kickstarter, I think, is ending pretty soon. So when this comes out, it might be uh, over. But usually in the past, you might be able to still jump onto a late pledge or a pre-order. So we're talking about Batman. This is not Night Models. This is Monolith. So these are the guys that did Conan, the original Conan game. Um, They're doing, actually using that same engine, they're doing a Batman miniatures game, but it's just way over the top, like a million miniatures, kind of like they did with Conan. Million miniatures, you know, lots of different tiles and expansions and and so forth. I can't remember what the all-in for that is, but again, it's like that, you know, four or five hundred dollars to get everything if you wanted it. I'm not, I was on the edge with this one. I mean, I I got Conan, we played it, and I I got rid of it because I wasn't that excited about the engine. That's a little bit what's got me on the fence here so i don't know that i'm going to jump in on batman but it again if you like batman and you can't go wrong with the number of miniatures and the, the tiles and everything else like that so just want to make people aware something that you might want to jump in on and again they're only kick-starting this i think monolith figured out with conan that they can't they can't get the price point right in retail um because of the the production, the production so, quality is so high. Like, in, if they were really charging you, and then double, you know, if you're marking it up for retail, you know, this would be a you know three hundred dollar box. It'd be game, a kingdom death monster, right? It be, yeah, it's something like that. So they realize they have to go direct, and they have to do it um, Kickstarter only or direct. So, so that's that is the other part. Like, if you're going to get it, you kind of have to decide you're going to get it. It's not going to be in retail, which you hate because you know you're, you have to make choices. Yeah, but, especially if you're on the fence yep. about it. Yeah, the next one too I, is i think river horse uh pacific rim extinction so they did uh they basically have the pacific rim license it looks interesting i mean it's the big the the mecha guys do
0: i get pacific rim without the horrible writing and poor acting <laughs>
1: how can you how can you diss on
0: pacific rim
1: it's the best movie ever um, i haven't seen the new one
0: you you listen to it with ears right yes and you heard what they said
1: it it has big, it has Kanju or whatever those the things. The White Brothers really liked this movie. Yeah. It, they were like, trying to talk me into watching. How do you not like Pacific Rim like that? It, just, it is what it is. Like, so
0: Pacific Rim Extinction is a big robot battle game? Yes. Minus the horrible
1: writing and yes, poor acting. Yes, exactly. Right. You can okay. you write it yourself, so it could be better. You yeah. could do your own...
0: I think when I was like five playing in the bathtub with giant robots, I probably wrote better (laughs) than (laughs) Pacific Rim. But that's just saying. How do you? Just saying.
1: They're on the beach. I'll tell you and what, the guy, the guy who wash up, maybe and maybe they find him. Maybe Pacific Rim breakdown can be a future episode. Okay. That's good. that could yeah. be. That could be. I don't know if I'm in on this I'll, one either, but it's I'll, an interesting.
0: I'll uh, pick a horrible movie and a game <laughs> adaptation. You pick a horrible movie and a game adaptation, and we'll we'll sell it to bake Josh. Out. The funny part say is ready, set, bake, bake, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: The funny part, we might just be able to use River Horse as all the examples of that. Because they Probably. have like Labyrinth and other, yeah, other where they... <laughs> I, see, I see a trend with them. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I
0: don't know what this next one is. The Lost uh, Island. So
1: this one is the Kickstarter. So remember way back when link? I was talking to... This is the guys from uh, com from New Zealand. So Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt who was at Adepticon. We were going to do some, they have some spacewalk terrain that is kind of in flux, whatever we ended up, that ended up falling through through shipping, or whatever he ended up not getting here. So we didn't actually, we didn't demo any of that stuff for him at Adepticon, um, but got to talk to Matt. It was, it was good to talk to him in person. Um, this is their Kickstarter that they're doing for, pirate stuff so somebody who plays what is that sea of thieves uh well that's the computer game blood right. and plunder blood and plunder but if you want to do the yeah do the real version of your sea of thieves this oh. is the stuff I'm oh i saw they had a it's table set up freaking amazing yeah yeah it's pretty cool stuff
0: yeah.
2: or the new super secret army from age of sigma <laughs> might
1: might need a boat yeah might need a boat might no we get it. turtles oh yeah right. right. So this is their Kickstarter I think goes but on. You for, have to have your own three D printer. Yeah, and that it's gonna actually be over with in a couple couple days. Three days. Yeah. But um, but they'll sell this from the from the printable scenery. stuff looks website. awesome if you have a three D printer. Yep. Hey Josh, how are we coming on that three D printer? Three yep. D printer you can get <laughs> other people to print. The good news is you can always get other people to print the stuff for you. You just end up paying, right? It's either it's either pay up front a bunch for the three D printer or pay per piece to have somebody print it for you just want to call it out because yeah, Matt was a really good guy, really good guy. Good to touch base with him. And uh, I think in the future, again, they're going to do something with the space hulk train and you may, they may do another Kickstarter or stuff like that. So if not, or if you want pirate ship stuff, check out their stuff or they have a castle system, I believe uh, on their website. Um, really cool stuff. Yeah. It, this is stuff that makes, again, John and I were talking, I know Josh has always thought, we're like, it's getting to be the point. Like when do we pull the trigger on somebody getting a 3d printer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, When do we get a BOD, just a BOD group 3D printer? No, we are. We'll be there. Okay. See us next episode the trick is you have to find well and this is again it's really nice to have a contact to be able to reach out probably and say what would be good equipment because there's so much different equipment out there right. and you hear so much different stuff and, and that, so that's somebody, why i've
2: been on the fence because i don't know yeah. I, I don't want to spend that money and then buy a junkie right 3d printer you know
1: right. for what we want to do right? right i think it'd be so again having somebody like matt who knows like here's the kind of stuff we want to do what's the best equipment to get what's the right material we should be using mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it'll be somebody he be able to we'll be able to reach out to and and uh, get information from so very cool and uh just There's a there. heads up that i think everybody's seen right zombicide in space zombicide <coughs>
2: in space. i'm
1: ignoring it yeah i i don't know I, zombicide but, invaders i don't <clears throat> i don't know that i'm gonna be able to avoid it looks like i don't need more grab. zombicide
0: it is but it looks like ip ripoff left and right oh, yes. rampant yeah. ip ripoff
2: yeah, this is the first one that I'm like, can't. Nope. Mm-mm.
0: Did you see the board player board?
2: Mm, I don't. really Yeah, want to. it
0: it looks great. It's probably amazing. Yeah, but I'm I can't. No, I don't fair. have room.
1: Well, only one of us needs to go yeah. down the rabbit go, hole. Go our, yeah.
0: our IKEA opens in a couple months. I can buy those shelves, <laughs> have some room. Maybe I can that introduce is true. more stuff. And we will have, a, mm-hmm. in, into we will my have house. an IKEA. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. finally, Humble Bundle.
1: Yep, the Black Library has a humble. There is on Humble Bundle this there's week, some good stuff this month. There. Yeah, and there's some good. It, I think, depending on no matter what you like about uh, G W or Age of Sigmar, you'll find something in that bundle. Uh, and even there's discounts on the, the video games, audio books, Age of Sigmar books, Forty K books everything in there for like i think the minimum to get everything it's 15 bucks which is that's like, is pretty crazy. cool so yeah i may have already bought that even though i own mm. a, a two or three of those things already. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> but there's enough new there's just enough new stuff in there like it literally one of those things one of those audiobooks will cost you 15 dollars from DW. sure so it's and, like, why not yeah yeah i'll never read it all actually Alright,
0: so as we recover from all of the purchasing, uh, playing, and hobbying, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we're going to dive into what we haven't talked about at Adepticon. Some of the uh, stuff that happens on the, the periphery, some of the events that we uh, we ran, um, or other things we saw uh, in, in main events. So, we'll be right back once we freshen up and dive into Adepticon 2018. Welcome back. We are refreshed and ready to talk about Adepticon 2018. The other stuff,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah the other stuff. First, though, uh, hydrating. We, yes, we promised two drinks minimum. Mm-hmm. So two drink minimum. What do you got, Josh?
2: Um, I poured myself another Woodford. All right, good job. So a little mm-hmm. bit. What? Little, a couple ice cubes in there? Yeah, I just wanted it chilled. Okay. So I yeah put a couple ice cubes in it. I cool.
1: usually don't. Cool. I'm doing uh, Central Waters uh, Stout because winter's over, so I have to clean out all my winter beers. It's the Brewer's Reserve. Yeah, really good. This is more not as good as the. Um, it's a malt beverage. The Aging used oak bourbon barrels, but uh, but Central Waters is awesome. If you're not familiar with, that's mm-hmm. a local Wisconsin. Um, all their beers are amazing. It smells really good too, and they sometimes they're hard to find because they don't they don't make a ton of it. Um, it's more smoky than uh mm-hmm. than the darkness.
0: It smells wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. I bet it tastes great. It is really good.
0: And I broke a promise. I'm not having a second drink.
1: We'll, we'll be all right. Mm. Deal with it. We'll cover with it. You, one of us. Has you got, to. Will's yeah, you got Will's
0: favorite drink. One of us can't be wasted. <laughs> not wasted. <laughs> Dr. Gabe shout out. Will Conway Zevia.
2: So right. there
0: was this horse. <laughs> So, Wednesday night, Games Workshop did their studio preview. So, Andy Smiley. Yeah. Smiley? Sorry, yep, Andy Smiley. Smiley. Smiley, Smiley yep. Never pronounced it right. Love his Scottish accent, yeah, though. Yes. And Pete Foley, both from the um, community and studio team, uh, presented. And their, their banter is funny. They yep. kind of kick it back and forth and um, very dry at times, yeah. but just hilarious. And they showed a bunch of videos. Um obviously, Warhammer Community page has it all out there, all the different videos, all the different um what they what they showed so we won't spend too much time yeah. talking about a rundown of what it was. But uh just just some highlights and Troy I think yours is, is pretty epic. It call back to uh, Court's rising.
1: Well it was kinda of funny. Like last year last year was um, the preview was amazing, like that was the Shades by release and everything. So I got through this one and I'm like, Oh, that was pretty good, but was it that exciting? And then I went back and I thought about it and then I'm like, Oh, No, I was there when Plastic Sisters was announced. Like that was huge. Like it was. It didn't hit me at the time how huge that was, but that's huge. Twenty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty years since Sisters of Battle uh, were released. So so I get that. Yeah, that announcement was was monstrous. And I think it'll be interesting how they're going to reveal. Reveal. Like it's one one of the only things. Like they never kind of talk about the. The process that it takes and it's about a year I mean it was interesting, Duncan would talk about basically he knows they see stuff about a year ahead of when it actually hits retail and they see it and then they have to basically wait for a year before they can actually really get it and paint it and talk about it and everything else Um, but it sounds like with Plastic Sisters they're actually going to kind of let us peek behind the curtain a little bit see some of the development process see as it gets some feedback and see how it moves through so that'll be really really interesting I think to see how A line comes together and all the work that goes into uh, And maybe you hope, maybe the community kind of appreciates it more because all that we do is complain. Like, why does it take so long to get this? And why, whatever. What what I
0: thought was great, they showed the video montage of all of the survey responses. And it was (laughs) sentence after sentence about plastic (laughs) sisters. And they they said, however many thousands Mm -hmm. of comments they had about plastic sisters of battle. Yep. And that was pretty
1: amazing. Yeah. And that was from the survey results, right? Because yeah. that was one of the sections. Secretary- 100,000 people responded to their community survey. Wow. Oh, really, really cool. So wow. I think
2: that's neat that they're going to kind of let you see how the Great. sausage is made, right? So Emperor Willing,
0: 2019. Yep. Very cool. <laughs> uh, the highlight for me was the Iduneth Deepkin. So Teclis' failed experiment to save Elvenkind. And the narration over the video, it has to be techless. I mean, it, it has to be. Yeah.
1: Well, and Andy, I think said, I think Andy said, Andy said it, yeah, it when the, tech- more of the Q and A. Yeah, uh,
0: but turtle boats. Yeah, <laughs> turtle boats, manta rays, eel riders, sea elves. So excited! The aesthetic, they yeah. nail it. It's that ancient Greece, Sparta. Uh, it's not the Cthulhu that everyone thought might happen. Uh-huh. It is just, it looks amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to get those on the hobby table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mixing in with the sea
2: creatures, I think is super cool. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to, they're going to look awesome on a table. Yeah. If, you, if you do them right, they're going to look really oh, my cool. My
0: display board is going to be an aquarium. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. Yeah. A <laughs> wheel an aquarium. <laughs> <up>. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sunken pirate ship and like mm-hmm. a hermit crab crawling around and all my models. And a turtle. And a turtle. A real turtle and the turtle. A, a real turtle with random movement. And you a, get D3, <laughs> and a D3 pieces of turtle food to put on the table to help guide it around. And a starfish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Ideneth Deepkin, so stoked. So many
1: people are going to have to learn how to use water effects that haven't done them before. <laughs> right? And, and uh, the other, I mean, the other video that was, I think we were all like trying to figure out what the heck was this video yeah, there's oh, this guy. old guy walking down the hallway, he's got like longer hair,
0: right you thinking is it Space Wolf what's happening?
1: Right. Yeah, and and then it ends up being Imperial
0: the Imperial Knights. Uh yeah, it's card of a Knights house and that they yeah, they announced the Codex is coming.
1: Cool yeah. video, cool acting. And then they showed the one Super Knight or whatever the heck it is. Like it looks like it's the size of a small Titan. It it looks legit. Yeah. So. It's going to be a $200 kit probably, but And that's probably and then they said basically that's the next one of the next 3 codexes so my guess is before summer we're going to see those models so mm-hmm. crazy save your money <clears throat> and then because i'm a
0: huge fan of death the teaser video was very limited it showed this skull with all these spines coming mm-hmm. off of it and it was raw magic unleashed and then it was nagash is getting reinforcements and it looked this is speculation it looked like night haunt may not be the forgotten faction mm-hmm. looks like it was intentional that night haunt was left out of the oh, Legion sure. of Nagash stuff. I saw some spirit wisps. I saw some, hmm. it, it makes me think maybe it's either that or death cast eternals, uh, which yeah. has been rumored for a while that once a stormcast is reforged too many times, Nagash oh. claims the souls yeah. back. So, um, I'd, I'd be happy with either. I don't know, but it said Nagash is getting reinforcements. Hmm. So there's going to be some type of death magic thing. Um, it uh, looks like this huge floating skull they showed. I would assume it's going to be like a bale Wind vortex or some type of terrain piece. Uh, but then reinforcements, and to me, it's going to be night haunt or some twist on a different faction for Nagash. Cool. Those were the highlights.
1: Yeah, those are the highlights. I think the other thing was where they also announced that they're going to do um, special edition models for the different independent cons. So they kind of previewed what yep. next year next year for Adopticon. they year's hope like they captain hope this model oh, looks yeah. amazing, amazing. So I assume they'll do it for like Nova uh, and, and LVO and uh, stuff tra-
0: tra- trading like collectible card game booster mm-hmm. pack uh, based card game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. So you can you can
1: go. spend all your money on that and buy it, just like I have a big box of Conquest at home that yeah, I'm sure. going to probably light a fire under. It's I have a big box of, of everything. I buy everything. Remember when we bought Dice Masters? Yeah. yeah. No, a box and uh, yes. open I, packs. I was able to. I and sold I shook mine. My head Sorry, at you guys. Yeah. While you did that. <clears throat> but it was fun. But I sold mine somehow. Oh, you should have tried this on, mine too. Yeah, Thanks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You guys uh, were so amped when you bought them, too. You were
0: like, we're totally playing this. <laughs> we did. We played it once. We played it once. We built our decks. Yeah. We opened all our dice packs. and uh, <laughs> I bought one booster
2: pack because I was like, yeah, maybe I'll play with these guys. They're, Whatever. They're not fun. playing. It was, it was fun.
1: fun. It was fun to open. The, it was really fun just to open the cards. Right. That, was, yeah. like that, that was the, was the rush. That was our enjoyment. Yeah. Endorphin rush. So get getting like, the rares. And then it's like, like the magic pack rush. You open it.
2: Oh, what did I get?
0: Yep. All right, then Crystal Brush, we've talked about um, the the painting, the hobby that we did. Crystal Brush is the painting we'll never be able to do. Right. Uh, I think the first prize was $8,000 um, cash, uh, dioramas, individual models, the, the miniature busts. Um, the winner, the top one, was the name of the, the wind, right? No, it no. was the...
1: Or apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, the the apocalypse. Yeah. So what was riders. interesting is the dioramas mm-hmm. all took top one, two, overall three. one two three in the overall also, mm-hmm. and yeah, and they're amazing. So yeah, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, amazing. Go on, yeah. Wait, or not, and look for Crystal so Brush. Cool, so um, cool. Yeah, and then it was cool. Name of the Wind. A Name of the Wind diorama took second, and it's the moment where. Uh, you got Ari um i think on, on kind of it must be like on the rooftop, and he's playing and cool' playing the, playing the loot his loot for, for Ari and again just super cool hopefully i haven't seen i assume somebody showed pat that, but um pat rohis, the author um mm-hmm. <laughs> i assume he's seen it in some form i and then uh, the third one is like uh, pharaoh's curse, um which has a pharaoh and and some guys fighting so Pretty cool. And
0: again, it's like turning the dust. Yeah. It looks super cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I And then it was funny. I just happened to today um, to throw out the, the one I had seen was the Fantasy 1. Um, there's a lot of ton, really cool ones. A lot of GW models, which is really cool mm-hmm. um, in the sci-fi and whatever. And then it was cool, like the Fantasy, a lot of Monster Death um, uh, models in there. But um, I think its third was the old uh slambo model which is a super simple old sculpt model right and the guy made it just the the way he put it in the background he made it and the shadowing he did the, really the light effects i think is what got him there because uh, it was really cool how he took i mean that model is super simple not super detailed super old school super old school yeah. pretty static pose and yeah. uh and to really turn that into a third place, uh, you know, crystal brush model is pretty pretty amazing, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah
0: it, Did I see a bunch of uh, knights? Like, um, so I think um, Vince Ventorella from Warhammer Weekly entered a knight that was in the finals. Okay. Okay. Um, with a lot of stellar freehand work.
2: Yeah, it looked awesome. I, um, I remember seeing that. That was one yeah. of the ones that stood out
0: to me. Anyway. Yeah. Just uh, some really good stuff, Crystal Brush. It's all up on the website. Um, fantastic mm-hmm. to see what people can do with with these miniatures is insane. So next level, like
1: super next level craziness. There was a Motarian, but yours is almost as good.
2: Speaking of next yeah, level, cra- like I wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't. Dan I- Dan crushed it. I got to see Dan and mm-hmm. talk to him for a little bit. We got his new business cards. Um, th- thanks for the reminder. So he mm-hmm. has his Twitch now too blood art studios he hit um the subscribers needed to be like uh whatever they call that first level where you're actually like making money to get people subscribing to you cool um painting so blood art studios uh i think it's like death company 22 on twitch or something like that i'll i'll put it in the I'll show notes him, we'll for sure it in there. yeah i'll make a note um, but i got to connect with dan see him his team tournament they were like um catechins and tyranids and it was like a base had been overrun in the jungles, and there's a short story they based it on. Uh, the community guys mm. took like a picture with them because uh, they were all wearing like you know, a bunch of guys with beer bellies and stuff, but they were wearing like cutoffs and open open vests with no shirts like jungle fighters. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool, so it was fun to catch up with Dan. But yeah, he, he nailed my Mortarian. I can't wait to get that yeah. Death Guard army yeah.
1: on the table. I, I did give you some more Death Guard, too. Uh, you did, thank you. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was my prize for the gentleman's sermon. You took some Duncan classes, you and Mandy. Yeah, yeah, Mandy. I took one with Mandy and then one with John, uh, which was fun. And uh, first thing I did was a power weapons uh, painting class. So Duncan had his own little room down there where he was basically kind of an indentured service servant, servant <laughs> slave kind of thing. I think the guy did seventeen classes or something Whoa. over the. Yeah, I. I don't. Hopefully, he renegotiates his contract or something. Like he, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. A Dunk, Duncan, if you need help, send yeah. us an email. Yeah. It, yeah at yeah.
0: info <laughs> at basementofdeath.com, <laughs> com, and we'll send we'll send an extraction team and free you from the Games Workshop dungeons. <laughs> Just blink yeah. twice on your next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. On blink twice and say, "I need, I need help."
1: <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So he, these are like oh, I think they're hour and a half classes. Is how he did it. And you can think about it, it was almost like he took he took a lot of the things you'd see in like the tip of the day and you basically did them in real time you know, real time during the class. So like in the power weapon, we did two different styles of how you could do a power weapon. One was just kind of a more of a simple wash with an edge highlight. And then the other one was like the quartered, where you kinda, you know uh, alternate alternate the light dark side basically on quarters of the blade. Using different kind of multiple um glazes and to to create that that effect really again having and we sat and it was funny mandy and i sat in the front it was a little different funny if you sat in the front row was only two rows so there's only like 12 people in the class all everything was awesome um but even if you could sit in the front row it was really cool because then you could you were you know as far as i'm away from you guys right now away from duncan and he can you know show you and walk around you were the nerds in the front row uh, with Mandy, I sat in the front row. Good yeah, And you. she took two classes. She took one on Friday and, and then the one went on with me on Saturday. So mm-hmm. I think she had fun. I think she had a blast with it. Uh, and it was good. And and Duncan is, is Duncan, um, you know, showing you stuff and then asking some questions. And Because he would use it time to ask mm-hmm. questions, too, like in terms of, you know, what should they do in terms of the, the Warhammer TV videos and what makes sense. Should they, you know, you just ask a lot of things to try and get feedback in terms of, should they be more towards beginner, or, or you know, would that kind of work? Would people gravitate mm-hmm. towards that stuff? So uh, again, a lot of fun, a lot of interaction. I, I think they, I would actually let rather him, them do. I like I like what they did. Right, they did a bunch of classes, a little shorter, get more people to experience it and 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 get get to see them and interact with them. I think it would be more useful to actually have less classes, maybe a little like two hour classes, go into a little more depth. Um, to really get something um, something useful out of it as a, as a more experienced painter, it's interesting, but I, I think you I mean, you could do one, just kind of the fun of being with Duncan. I don't know that you're getting a whole lot of like technique out of it or something mm-hmm. else like that, but I would recommend it. it's a lot of fun. I, he was at, when we did one with John, it was we were late, like not eight thirty to ten or something like that. So it was his last ones of the day. <coughs> Guy's a trooper man. Caffeine, whatever. He's still the same. You knew he was dead tired on his feet and whatever. Still the same guy. Still smiling all the time. Still coming to everybody to look and help them and and provide feedback and make sure you're doing good. So again, the guy's are amazing, right? You can't say anything anything bad about him. That's this awesome.
2: Day. Well, and and Mandy, air quotes, accidentally forgot her water bottle, so that she, could, <laughs> she she walked out without her water bottle and then she sheepishly snuck back in so she yeah. could say hi to Duncan again after the fact. <laughs> yeah you know. yeah, i got
0: you mandy no <laughs> very cool um duncan rhodes class act mm-hmm. uh him and chris peachy doing wonderful videos yep. uh for for games workshop then you had an opportunity to take an airbrush class with
1: um uh, was it caleb from ck yeah, studios caleb and cat were both there um from ck studios again had heard carl and, and those guys from independent characters talk so highly about them so it's Great to get into that class on Sunday while you were getting beat up in the AOS tournament. Yeah, I was playing with airbrushes. So this was a large miniature class, about three hours. So a lot of time to talk and breathe in terms that you weren't really rushed. And interesting, what I'd like to do is go back and do it again because as you're doing it, you don't know the end result. I was actually a little bit not. I was too careful on. You know, because Caleb's like, you want to highlight, you know, just like you were doing Zenithal shading and then he was doing, you know, highlights to how you highlight different shapes on the model. We were using like some uh, war machine, like big jacks or whatever. And then so you did like the highlight uh, or the regular base coat highlight. Kind of a shadow, co- shadow, which is interesting. I never thought about that. Like doing from the bottom, you know, opposite of the zenithal is actually take it from a shadow color and hit it from the bo- actual opposite mm-hmm. from the bottom, and then use a glaze to kind of go over that whole thing. Or what did he call it? I can't remember what he actually called it. Like it was like a glaze or a a filter, basically. Then you bring that brings it all down, and you get the really cool effect. Because when you're doing, it, you're like this highlight looks terrible because you're you know the contrast is so much but it's once you do that kind of sh- shade over top of it then it brings it all together and you're like oh i get it right so it's kind of like when you're all done you're like oh i get it i should actually been more you know i should have done more on this and more i should actually should went to the extremes which is what he's kind of showing you but you don't believe it right until you do it yourself so um and live it was just kind of good reinforcement of you know, airbrush techniques in terms of, you know, am I cleaning the brush right? The same things that they're doing. Am I using it right? And, and so it's, it's always good to kind of get reinforcement that the skills that you're kind of learning from the airbrush are right. And, and you do pick up some tips, like what's some easy ways to to hold it and mix and, and just what works for him. And you can try some more tips. It's a little expensive. I think it was 30 or 40, 40 bucks for that the class. But you get Ken from Badger. Like I walked out with a, a full paint set, a cleaning kit, whatever he throws, you know. So you probably get t- twenty to thirty dollars worth of paints and stuff out of it. So I, yeah, I mean, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. So I would would recommend it if you can. Did jump you tell Ken it. happy birthday? I did not, but I did buy a new needle and a nozzle for the airbrush. I do have went down and, and saw him on Sunday on my way out. Way out weather there, I'm like, oh, it's only like fifteen bucks. I'm like, yeah. all right. So that was, K- yeah, CK Studios. Very they cool. were dragging a little bit on Sunday too, but they I were bet. doing okay. So <laughs>
0: everybody in that
1: building was dragging yeah, on uh, Sunday so, yeah. after
0: four days of wall to wall action.
1: Uh, and I think it was was it? I think it was Saturday. I did get a chance because I saw the Black uh, Forge World. Kind of had Black Library had Graham McNeil david annandell and cl warner warner really it was a black and there was like nobody there talking to him so i kind of i ran i literally ran back to my room to grab the book i wanted graham to sign (laughs) which was the old um imperial whatever it is armor no guardsman guardsman guardsman's primer primer. yeah which is funny because i was just looking for a hardcover book you know because nowadays right books are more like you know they're tokens you don't actually read the hardcover book i read the electronic book and i have this book to remember <laughs> that i have the book so i was trying to find something that graham wrote and he actually wrote that imperial man's primer and so i'm like oh this will be really cool for him to sign and actually it was my so i was not the only one to think about that there was other people that had him do the same thing which is funny so i got but i got to have um and david annandale i didn't have anything really for him to sign but it was uh, i stopped by him just and talked super nice guy talked a little bit about rune storm uh, talked a little bit about horror stuff because i said i'm not a horror guy but you make me want to be a horror guy mm-hmm. um really great there uh then went over had graham sign it and had some really good conversation about graham and him you know he's basically been in the states for about three years uh and then we started talking about the horse heresy stuff because like hey what are you doing on uh he's doing some short stories on the horse heresy now as he gets ramped back into it uh, and we just kind of had both had a What's funny is we had a really good moment together about not his books. It was all about, you know, it's been 15 years or whatever it is since the horse Heresy started, and he's actually quoting, you know, it's like, I'm like, oh, I can remember when I started it. I was like on a plane. He's like, yeah, I can remember when I opened Dan's book, and it's like I was there when Horace slew the emperor, right? And and it was really fun to just kind of have both. And he's like, yeah, it's like when I read that, and he was like, you know, he's trying to say oh, it's not even, I'm like hyperbole, right? That when he read that, he's like, "Hey, this is going to be something different. This is going to be something really cool." do um, that, so I think he's really excited to kind of bring that wrap up the heresy, and you know, he's working on some of that stuff. So uh, again, it was just really fun to to have that the, the kind of the one on one conversation that you don't get to have. You know, and that's one of the cool things about Depticon too. So
0: yeah, that was not authors, but seeing Russ and Terry and Les from Face mm-hmm. Hammer Byron at a moment in the bar where wednesday night talked about my list and byron mm-hmm. talked about his list byron ord from face hammer just seeing some of these podcasters carl and Adon yeah. being at, holding down the table in the bar you know behind yeah. us and uh you were in your painting class and yeah. carl turns to ben and like shakes hand and goes so can we play tonight we got this group of guys can you set up a game
1: and play <laughs> Yeah, that was um, all of a sudden. I get this tweet where it's like, "Hey, Matt Weeks and Carl want to want to play Space Hulk," and I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> <you can." laughs> um, so I think that would be a good point, maybe to
0: talk about the events you guys ran. We don't need a you know a blow by blow, but um, you ran three
1: games of Space Hulk on Friday. On Friday, yeah, a uh, little bit of marathon session, but um, actually didn't feel like it. It was a blast. We had you know three games we set up the night before which was really nice so table was a little weird we ended up having the table was kind of stuck against the wall so we had one end where we couldn't quite walk around but people dealt with it pretty easily i was i was actually really worried about that on thursday i'm like ah this is going to be a pain for people i'm always more worried about things than i probably should be but
2: it was um, the short side of the table so it wasn't that big a deal
1: it wasn't the it wasn't that big of a deal um but still i'm like really yeah Um, so i hear you (laughs) Little things I worry about. Trying to get that perfect player experience. <laughs> so the Marines actually ended up winning all three games. On turn 14, the first and the second game. Third game, I actually thought they were going to lose. I'm like, ah, oh, they're never going to make it. And they ended up doing it in 13 turns uh, to pull it off. Uh, it was great to have, again, Carl and Adan uh, and Jason Mullins, who's used to be from like the uh, Overlords podcast. I'm not sure what he's doing. Lives over in England, but I think originally from California, and that's how he knows Carl and those guys. Uh, so that was a really fun. Again, it's always fun to have those guys playing uh, and to kind of try and kill Carl. And uh, he always takes the Marines and the, and the Chaplain. Uh, <laughs> he was determined this time, and he pushed the Chaplain to like, you know what? Screw it. Chaplain's gonna. He's the he's the the powerhouse. I'm gonna make him do all the work and stretch it out and and ran it through. So really good. Uh, I got to thank all the other guys. I mean, Ben and John—they're helping me out. Eric was hanging around the table. Uh, everybody, because it's—it really helps when there's a couple extra people around just to to help coach and and make sure people are 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 able to understand the rules and and, and get through it. Uh, John and I also, because we run the the Gene Steelers, we're able to kind of make sure nobody's—you know—we're not crushing anybody uh, unless we intend to. Uh, <laughs> and we don't nice. pull too many. M- and we must don't really nice pull Play when the Weiss brothers
0: aren't turning on hard mode. Tr- to crush no, you.
1: right. Uh, yeah. Well, John does not have an off mode. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't go on easy mode. He does not all. go on easy mode. Uh, yeah, or even medium mode. It, it would be kind of funny because John, I'd be helping the players who were playing against John because John would do three people and I'd do the other one, and I'd have I was helping the guy playing against John on the end to make sure that he would make it. I'm like john what are you doing he, he just does was it. that
0: the guy stuck in the elevator yes yes Josh. Uh, so Street. so josh um i know he he's been he he made the comment he's been listening to the show now he talked about being helped through that elevator sequence <laughs> so it's cool to see a new guy i think that was his first adapticon <laughs> so reading his review on the independent characters uh facebook group and then seeing his comments on our our facebook yeah. so um that was really cool yeah. to to see yeah. after too
1: yeah yeah and the feedback is is always great and that's why we do it. I mean that is I, I shouldn't say I do it cuz I do it and then it's really cool to get the feedback and really glad that people have a fun time and uh, I ha- had the husband of a wife who played like 2 years ago come and play it, the amount of people who recur and who kind of get recommended to come and play and then try and sneak into the so I, ideally, I mean, I feel bad when we only run, you know, we had 18 spots. And 18 spots and 17 of the 18 ticketed spots were there, which is crazy. Even in years past, we usually don't do that well. It's usually four or five people. We usually yeah. always get at least one person. But this year, first two sessions, we had everybody. Uh, and then the, we had one 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 person walk on that we were able to take off the wait list. So ideally, I'd try and find a way to do more right uh and maybe again i can maybe i can work with matt and the guys at the Con and figure out a way that we can either leave the table set up in some way or or create a, a space to maybe run it more over over different days or something else like that um, but i really liked actually the way we kind of packed it into one day it gave me a little more space to do some other things and and play and not take up kind of two full days of the con mm-hmm. uh, and really we only cut off one game and it actually made it easier because we were able to set up and set up the day before. And yeah, had a blast. And it came out. And I think the scenario really, really worked well. We've John and I have tweaked it a little bit to to make it balanced and create the, the tension. And I, again, some of the comments were one guys were, were early on and again because i know what the blips are and stuff i'm not as freaked out by and he's just like oh like nervous he's like i'm just so nervous i'm like the tension like this is like turn four and he's like oh my god the clock's sticking down and i there's people all over and uh and he was just loving it though he was loving the fact that there was this tension and that was building up and i think that's what people like is that we you know it's kind of there's this pressure but you're creating connections and and i like that again i think both in your zombie side too i think we the way we're creating events where the players are playing they're not like just rolling dice when we tell them to roll dice right, it, right. And
2: they're working together they're and, working yeah. together
1: and they're playing the game and they're having fun and there's mm-hmm. some stakes in it and, and things like that so we'll we'll keep to it we have some ideas for next year already it was cool as we actually got some ideas when we walked around the um, the team tournament awesome displays on saturday night there's one or two things we saw there that like oh hold it we could do that for space hulk which might even uh even raise the stakes a little bit more so nice. we'll, we'll see we'll see if we we get ambitious awesome so then saturday morning saturday morning after when you were not
2: hungover. <clears throat> when i was not hung over after drinking a few too many um yeah no so i i am dipping my toe into the running games and though Zombicide has been my thing, and brought the 3D board. And so three of the six uh, for my first game had a few too many and did not show up. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, Ben and John and Mandy... Ended up being a Weiss. Weiss Yeah, Weiss on one side of the board and and, uh, the other guys on the other side of the board. And so, yeah. And so the one thing I've switched up is I, I added a kind of... Newbie level, medium level, and, you know, extreme level. Um, and, you know, adding v- variable hardness, I guess, uh, to the to the game. So both games they played medium, which I think is, you know, is good for folks that haven't played a lot. And for the most part, half the people had played Zombicide before. Um, so that was good. Uh, it was kind of just a refresher getting back into it. In the first game, everybody... I think everybody made it out safely, so that was cool. Um, second game, uh, Matt Matt Weeks was there, and mm-hmm. he, he actually apologized after the fact. He's like, "I'm sorry for taking so many phone calls and having to deal with my son." And I'm like, "Dude, it's cool. <laughs> like, you're running this show. It's it's not a big deal." And Another gentleman, um, I, I'm blanking on his name. He actually brought his own uh, mini mm-hmm. and a special character from Simon. It's like Doctor Doctor
1: Stormcrow, I Stormcrow. Think so. Yeah, there you go.
2: I was I was gonna say Doctor Crow oh, something. The, the Plague Doctor. Yeah. yeah, and he painted up painted him up really cool and stuff. So it was it was cool to see a special mini, and yeah they uh, they were battling right up until the end, and two of them got out, and the rest of them got crushed. So yeah, no, it, it was it was cool. Um, I felt good that not everybody made it out safely on the last one (laughs) because I was like, am I, is this too easy? And I'm like, nope, I guess it's not. So we tried to do a little bit of prize support or we gave away some t-shirts and stickers and, and, um, the first game we gave away a couple miniatures from the first game. So yeah, um, I hope everybody walked away with a good experience and got to take something home too, so. Yeah, it was fun. I, I think everybody had a blast.
1: Yeah, we'll have to get Seamon to actually support
2: right? us. You know, one of the guys actually said that. They're like, you should really swing down by Seamon and talk to them. I'm like, yeah, I'm in the middle of this. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, a, it's the last thing you think about, right?
1: Yeah. Because when you do a demo with, for them, your miniatures aren't painted. So I don't know what. <laughs> size and scope, man. Right, right. Huge company. Got to run more events. They They have people they pay to paint miniatures. I, so think, I, I think the name of the company is Cool Mini or not. So right? I, it's Seaman actually. Well, yeah. it's just We know, we know, we know that <laughs> we know that they started out by painting miniatures. CIMON. Just want to point out, so CIMON.
0: All right. So I ran an event Friday night. It's the second annual steak dinner oh, after the mm, team tournament. Fantastic event. Um, so last year, my brother and I were like, let's go reward ourselves from a hard-fought day with a, an awesome steak dinner. And Paul said, I want to come with. That sounds amazing. So the three of us went to Mordance, uh right down the road from the convention center and sat down and had a nice meal. This year I said, I'm opening it up. Anyone that wants to come, let me know. We'll call ahead. And we had eight of us go. Our, our buddy Bill, who wasn't at the con but lives in Chicago, joined mm-hmm. us. And Josh and Eric, Paul... My brother, Danner, Dr. Gabe. And we all went out to Morden's and sat down and had a, just an amazing meal. Cocktails, appetizers, shareable sides. And closed the place down. Like, we were at the last table there. You know, we got there a little <laughs> after. But it wasn't and that 30, late, was it? Yeah, no, at no. 30, they yeah. closed at 11. I mean, they, were, they were kind of giving us the look a little bit, but, but yeah. not too bad. But they were also like, these this bill's like $1,500. <laughs> we're going to let them, you know, <laughs> just sit and... <laughs> And enjoy. So, it, it was great. Uh, great company. Just awesome chance to get together. And that's that's going to be something I do every year is just kind of organize that Friday night um, Morden's uh, steak, you know, a family dinner, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. um, it was really cool that Dr. Gabe could kind of join our local, yeah. you know, our <laughs> local crew. Uh, and then, we didn't talk much about, we talked a little bit about the drink and food, but Thursday morning... Um, Gabe and Matt and I went to Wildberry for breakfast and waited for 15 minutes for a table. I had like Belgian waffles with pecans and banana slices. Gabe had this Berry Bliss like crepes that was filled with Mars Capone. And Matt had, you know, two eggs, whatever, rye toast and something. Mm And we just sat and had this wonderful hungover breakfast. <laughs> took our time. <laughs> got back to the con around eleven thirty, like so uh, full and just happy and content. Yeah. It was a great start to the the weekend. Yeah. So it was uh, it was pretty good, other than the hotel meals. And then Giordano's, we went oh, and did our, yep. our annual trip for the, the deep dish Thursday.
1: Thursday, I think, we're,
0: right? Uh, whatever night Tom got in because he yeah, met us at the restaurant night, again. Yeah. It was it was good eating, good drinking good gaming adopt 2018 was, was a, a great
1: experience yeah and it was just really cool like as our group has grown and every, and good to have people from our group come and you know like eric was there uh, and great to have you know dr gabe there and matt to fly in just i mean i have some pictures of just the group that i'm just really it makes me smile every time i see them because i that, yeah, we get to play really cool games, and we get to meet lots of cool people, and and meeting these people that you only see once a year was really cool. Again, Carl and Don, being able to kind of play the game with them, that's getting to be you know, really fun to just interact with those guys uh, face-to-face for, for three hours. Uh, it, it's really about, the again, about the people, the community. Again, like you talked about what Matt said, right? He's like the, the different is it wargaming or whatever that it's a little bit different spirit. It's very much a community, very much everybody's in the same. These are our people, right? I think we mentioned that one point yeah, you're here and yeah. like, I'm among my people. Like yeah. you can find anybody there and you're going to find something to talk about with them, whether it's miniature painting, some wargaming, gaming, some, whether you're competitive, whatever, we're all there for the same thing. And it's so cool for that weekend to, to just be immersed in that. They set the dates for 2019 and 2020. They put that mm-hmm. out there. Huge success. So
0: it'll be uh, it'll be back. Adepticon's not going anywhere. So do what you can to get there. Um, it, Dan, Dan Bears played with Matt no, uh, in the no. team tournament. And I I want to, so Dan shared a story with me that was really cool. Because back before we did Playing and Slaying, <laughs> we had another show. And we didn't really know Dan at the time. But we did our Adepticon kind of wrap up and talked about how great of a convention it was. And um, he said, I didn't know you guys. I just listened to the show, and I I heard you talk about Adepticon. And I said, well, if I'm going to do one convention, Gen Con, I don't know, Adepticon, Mm -hmm. I'm doing Adepticon. And he went, and he he loves it. He just had a blast. Um, He got to spend the day playing with Matt, rolling dice. They went 2-1 in the team tournament, had a good time. He got to, you know... Hang out with Graham for a while and, and chat. So it was just cool seeing Dan's excitement and hearing that, you know, a big part of Dan enjoying Adepticon was, you know, one time he downloads a podcast and, and listens to a, <laughs> a couple of Yahoos talk about their gaming convention experience. So that was. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, was again, kind of again we wanna, yeah, we don't
1: want to. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with Dan all weekend. Yeah. Again, amazing. It was a blast and again i saw him talking to duncan yeah again i think and I, same thing i had an amazing dan was he grabbed me gave me a t-shirt from their podcast and just said hey this is because was because of you guys that i that i know that I came that I come here yeah and it's the yeah that really makes you feel cool
0: right yeah like the, that's excellent yeah so we're we're gonna take a few minutes to wipe you know what the tears <laughs> from our eyes as we really reminisce <laughs> about what was adepticon and what will be adepticon when we come back, we're going to do a Play It or Slay It review of the Adepticon swag bag, the premium badge level, and then wrap up with some BOD news and events uh, upcoming. So hang in there. We'll be right back and bring it home with Play It or Slay It. Welcome back. We just got done uh, having Troy explain the British, Great British Bake Off to us. Uh, But we are going to go through a play it or slay it review of the Adepticon Premium Badge Level, a.k.a. the one that gets the swag bag. So Adepticon, years past, has always delivered a fantastic uh, backpack full of of goodies. Different miniatures, paints, core box sets, books, whatever. Uh, This year, was this year the first year or the second year they did the the Premium?
1: This is the second year where it was, where you... Had a choice to not buy the the swag bag. You could choose yes or no on on the swag bag.
0: Yeah. So Uh, so registration is a flat thirty five dollars. Yep. With that, you get the ability to plan any events, attend any classes. That you pay. You know, you buy those tickets and events. But then for twenty five dollars more, you could upgrade to a premium badge. I think they sold about a thousand or fifty Yeah. I mean,
1: they they lock it. It's got a and that's kind of why it's changed over the years over the years you had a flat in the past you had a flat just registration rate and i the idea was that came with a swag bag if to you the, got there early enough if you were within the first whatever uh number that they had whether in days in years past that was 500 or 750 or whatever I think nowadays it's, they can do like a thousand swag bags. Yeah, I think they did 1200 at the 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 premium premium level. Yep. Uh, And then once those are sold, they're gone. Uh, and that's just because when they ask the, the vendors and different people that, that donate to the swag bag, they have to kind of give them a number of, here's how many items we need you to donate to, to be able to give to the, the premium level. Um, so, yeah, last two years, they kind of switched, which makes sense because what was happening is more as more and more people came as the attendance kept growing. More people were not getting the swag bag, so they really weren't getting as much value out of kind of the registration, their their registration money. Uh, so that's why they kind of split the the registration price from the swag bag. Yeah. Um, but it's still and the best swag bag of any kind <laughs> <time>, ever. <laughs> in- indeed. And then
0: for $100, you can buy the VIG um, yeah. and until they go. That gets you more stuff in the, the swag bag, a shorter line,
1: some priority for events.
2: You do get a pub glass and a T-shirt as well. Yep. As
0: so, part of it, yeah. Some stuff thrown in. Yep. Yeah, and the um, VIGs
1: went like whew, this year. Like yeah. that was some interesting. Um, yeah, they were gone in like the first. Yeah, I think there's seconds. only a
0: couple hundred. Couple hundred of them. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I think I don't know the number for sure. It's either 200 or 250, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. BG,
0: so the, those are the three levels. Um, what we're focused on for the player to slay it is the the premium level. The the extra 25 bucks to get get some stuff in a bag. What I think would be best is to kind of go through the contents of the uh, the bag. So you start with one of those drawstring backpacks uh, with the Adepticon year and in, in logo on it. Um, I use those to carry around rule books. You know, I, I use one for all my mage game stuff. Different, you know, they're, they're neat gaming backpacks. They're those drawstring bags. So mm-hmm. that in, in of itself, probably worth $20 you're going to buy one of those at the store, 10 bucks. Right. 15 20 bucks Yep. Um, then they they fill it so full of stuff that they also also then have to hand you stuff as you go through the line. <laughs> so this year, the registration process, you got your bag that had some little minis and paints, a couple books. Then you got handed a, a foam tray from Games Plus, uh, like pluck foam, little tray, a starter set of guild ball kickoff, so the Brewer's Guild and the Mason's Guild. And then the Black Library 2018 calendar, mm-hmm. so you had this armful of other stuff in the bag, uh, and then we got an email on I think Saturday or Friday saying, "Premium badge holders, Cool many or Not has delivered, you know, provided what their their thing was, and it was a Dark Age two player starter set with two of their factions for their miniature skirmish game called Dark Age or Dark Ages Th- within the bag." There was a War Machine Hordes faction book. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a Warhammer 40,000 novel. One of their novellas. It wasn't a full-size novel. It it was Robot Silly Man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a full-size novel.
1: Close. It's It's, about Rabuti,
0: so I mean... (laughs) uh, Then there was the... A number of miniatures from games that I wouldn't be able to tell you what they were. A little modern military guy, uh, Blood and Plunder, Weird, throws in their mystery box, um, whatever's in there. I got like this weird puppet thing this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't even open mine yet, I don't think. It's like a stitched up guy. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I got too. A couple of coupons for different places. Stop by the booth, check this out. A brand of paint. Elric's Hobbies throws in bases. This year I got it's one of the bigger bases, like fifty the fifty mil. What am I missing?
2: Oh uh, Flames of War, uh, Desert Rats.
0: Oh, that was really cool. Oh Flames of War source book, yeah. Yep.
2: There was, was a couple stickers.
0: Yeah, coasters and stickers. I was like, come on, guys, don't throw this junk in here. (laughs) Um, That night, I dumped mine out on the bed, and I just kind of threw a bunch out. And I said, okay, here's what I'm going to (laughs) keep. There's a Gates of Antares sprue, which might make some terrain filler. But, yeah, so it was was a collection of things, some useful, some not. Um, Some books that will go on a shelf, some that will get thrown away. But ultimately total value i mean we're talking probably close to 200 when you throw in the guild ball stuff and the mm-hmm.
2: um oh there was a 40k primaris guy yeah a 30 it. year oh, yeah. anniversary yeah, primaris yeah sergeant no, very, which very is cool yeah a cool a cool
0: model yeah I, mean, yeah
2: I knew i was forgetting something i was like what is it
1: uh oh and the calendar that you guys already got said, yeah black library <laughs> calendar
2: <laughs> i gave mine to eric <laughs> and i was like you know yeah. what troy got me one so. i think
1: who did i give i gave mine to mandy yes because
0: yes. uh, so So I mean, my my initial thought is it's some interesting things and a lot of filler that isn't really worthwhile.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely worth the twenty five dollars. So from a Mm -hmm. a cost you know benefit analysis, it it hits. Mm -hmm. You get at least twenty five dollars. Yeah, worth way more than. Yeah. This year I was slightly disappointed we didn't get any Legion uh,
1: miniatures. Yeah, that's only because you heard a late you heard a late rumor. Yeah, that uh, that that could be possible. I. I didn't think that was happening because I hadn't heard any kind of sniff of that from the Adepticon guys. Again, I was the same thing. Like maybe I mean Fantasy Flight <laughs> did do it last year with with. Rune I knew Wars, they wouldn't but, do the starter
0: box, but I thought maybe we would get some Stormtroopers. Or like yeah, or or maybe something. like a, or or a mini something. or something. A mini, yeah, yeah. 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 or something. We got just a card. T- right, a it was just one. Yeah, one Fantasy, Fantasy Flight Skywalker threw in a card. Luke Skywalker card, which I ended up folding to let Will or Matt <laughs> show me that it wasn't the good cardstock because there wasn't a blue line, line. in the cardboard. <laughs> that happened at the bar. The
1: Magic doesn't <clears throat> like the Magic cards.
0: Yeah. I mean, some stuff I'll use, some that I
1: definitely won't use. So the, the practicality of it, I don't know. I was um but i mean they, i think that's the whole goal right is it a lot of, like it, they're throwing a lot of stuff at everyone
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh some of it's gonna stick uh and there's gonna be two or three things that as you maybe would have never got bought yourself or never even looked at but because you got it given to you you're actually gonna like go to that booth and go oh this is a really cool counter or, this is like the rich hobbies right like people, we kind of know that they're awesome, right? yeah. But if nobody know, if like that could be the the tripping like, point. Oh, right? these are sweet bases. These are sweet bases. I'm gonna go. Oh, oh they're in the check. hall. Let's right. go check them let's out. Let's go check them out, right? And yep. so it kind of creates that uh, hidden value, maybe of it. Right? Is that sure. you find something really cool in there? But like you said, and at face value, there's always more. Than what you're paying for that. Yeah, I mean, just I, the Guild Ball box, yeah. right? Really oh, than- you was I
0: ever going to play Guild Ball before this? No, mm-hmm. but now that I have two factions yeah. and the rules, <laughs> yeah. maybe it'll hit the table and all. Yeah, because exactly. I've heard it's a good game. But yep. I was never going to go make the purchase. So, I don't think I've left anything out from my review. Anything that stuck out for you guys in the bag? Is really, kind of going off what Ty was saying, um,
2: uh, Guild Ball. Like, I've always been interested in trying to play it. Um, I don't know that I'd ever buy it for twenty five dollars. I get a starter set, that's kind of cool. You know, I'll I'll probably play it at one point, at one point here. So, all the other all the other stuff is just gravy on top of that. So for twenty five bucks, I get Guild Ball, cool, and then all the other stuff is like awesome, sweet. I got some cool stuff. So yeah, I'll I'll play it.
1: Yeah, I I will play it. This I was telling Josh before we recorded that this is one of the sacred cows. Of, uh, of of war gaming, the Adepticon swag bag. <laughs> so I can't say anything negative about it. <laughs> I think
0: I think uh, I'm I'm close to I'm close to a slate. I'm I'm kind of on the fence, and why why I say that is not the the quality of the stuff there. I felt like there was some decent stuff, but it didn't feel as good as last year. No, it I've, didn't feel as good as like some of the years where it was free and you got mm-hmm. some really awesome stuff and i think it's going to a place where that price is only going to increase and i i question the the pay to play yeah. aspect of it mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm on the fence I'll, I'll see what what happens next year i'll probably do it one more year and hope that i get something relevant from fantasy yeah, it, flight or something it's
1: relevant kind of a hit it, it's hit or miss cool it's like what is the cool thing that comes out that year and is it something you're interested in right yeah I mean, even last year when we got the Rune Wars, even though I just sold it, um, I was like, "Oh, this is totally cool! I got this core box of Rune Wars that that's like a hundred dollar box that we all walked away with." And it was like nobody, you know, everybody felt good, even though, like I said, I never took it out of the shrink. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. to get, um, I think it was interesting your perspective, like the play to pay to play or play to get them, and that's what's kind of tipped it right. In the past, it felt like it was a free bag. And but because now they've kind of separated that from the actual badge, now it it's weird, right? Because now you have this idea of like you're actually paying for it. Yeah, there's a monetary value monetary value it. for it. Where in yeah. the past it felt like it was free, but those poor people who didn't didn't sign up. I mean, there was many years where you signed up, Ty, oh, where you'd i
0: show up late you because show up I late. couldn't make it. Wednesday yeah, you, you weren't something. sure yeah.
1: that you were um, you weren't sure that you were coming or you'd register later. And then, so you'd pay the same price I would, but you yeah. wouldn't get a swag bag, right? Yeah. And you didn't. In those years, you're like, well, whatever. I'm still coming, right, to get there. So it's just interesting. Perspective is interesting, right? Uh-huh. And so I understand why they ha- why it makes sense for them to kind of split it and make it a premium upgrade. No, by doing that, you kind of create this weird kind of like yeah, I'm paying, am buying the bag, right? And so well, it, I kind of it, kinda it also sets up an sort. instant
0: class system. I could look around and see who the peasants were with the attendee <laughs> on their badge, and and the blue leg, who, bag. Like, who <laughs> the uh, the middle class were with their, you know, premium, yeah. and then who the uh, the elites were yeah. <laughs> with their uh, the VIG. AG. Like Dr. Gabe, all weekend I, I would look at his badge and see VIG, and i go, oh, just so mad. And then I could line up across the table from somebody and be like, attendee, <laughs> plebe.
2: <clears throat> well, and, and so the other interesting thing is, so attendees that got there early enough also got a, a smaller swag bag. So they got um, the Robot Silly Man book, and they got the Primaris Marine um, some stickers and and that um, uh, I don't know some some sort of Catachin looking mini that was kind of just mm-hmm. thrown in. So I mean they got something out of it as well if you got there early enough. So that that's kind of cool. They they're kind of holding to those roots ish, yeah. but not you know not quite the same. Yeah.
0: So so it sounds like it passes with a two thirds majority for play it. At- and I'm yeah. like half. It ties a boat. on the fence. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I had to, if, they, if I had to call it right now, I'd play it because I'm going to do one more year. But
1: um, if they were to give you a Legion, you'd be in. You'd oh yeah. Like, yeah.
0: What if they give you one Stormtrooper?
2: Like it was just one mini. Yeah.
1: Eh. Two. So, minis?
2: Where, where's the line? Five. A small, five. A small like box? A squad. A squad. Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Um, I just. I hope it doesn't go the way I see it, but the the pessimist in me is seeing it go down that path further and further and further. Yep.
1: Yeah. I, we'll see. And part of it is just logistics, right? It's like as mm-hmm. Adepticon grows, you just can't. I mean, if you remember way, I don't know if you guys remember, like way, way back, like Gen Con used to get like a yeah. decent swag bag. Oh, yeah. But as that con grew and grew, you just can't. They no. couldn't. Then now you get the support coupon book. and now you get the world's you know, worst coupon <laughs> book yeah <laughs> the world's worst coupon. yeah so hopefully adepticon will never be there but uh yeah I, I think part of it as they grow right there's just logistics about how much okay. stuff can you possibly actually ask, ask vendors and so forth to give away so mm-hmm.
0: um yeah so so adepticon swag bag play it uh unanimous passing through the group um we will uh, get through the news and events quickly. That was quite a marathon episode of AdeptCon 2018. Hopefully everyone enjoyed our perspective, our stories. Um, definitely let us know. Uh, leave some comments on Facebook, Twitter about your experience at Adepticon, Um If you played us and thought we were jerks or if you had fun, <laughs> uh, whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> but we've got a few things coming up, uh, some sooner than others. Um, Bruce City Brawl Age of Sigmar Grand Tournament sold out at 42 players. There's a wait list. We have one or two on it um, at the Crown Plaza Hotel here in Milwaukee, down by the airport, uh, April 28th and 29th. We are doing a Shadespire um, tournament on Saturday night for $5. That information's on the Facebook page. You don't have to be signed up for the um, Sigmar tournament to play in the Shadespire event. So. That will be going on. we were going to have a charity raffle for terrain, a full table of terrain, a bunch of other donated items. The guys at Frontline are donating a mat. Mini Stomp donated some terrain, a uh, number of other things, and a 50-50 raffle. So it'll be a cool event. Come out, check that out uh, here in Milwaukee, 20th and 29th of April. Nexus Game Fair, Thursday, May 31st through Sunday, June 3rd. That's at the Clarion Hotel uh, by the Milwaukee Airport. little local convention. Um, <clears throat> not sure if we'll be doing events this year, or just attending, but we'll be there in some capacity. Gen Con, obviously, it's a little earlier this year, August second through the fifth in Indianapolis. Probably not be running events, uh, but we will be attending and, and hanging out and uh, enjoying their the <laughs> the reunion that Gen Con has been, and the hot mess of event registration <laughs> that we're staring down. <laughs> Gamehole Con in November in madison wisconsin another uh wonderful convention that we love to support and uh and see out there so um that's kind of where we'll be might see some of us at other places like nashcon in nashville first week in june um michigan gt in october essen essen yeah i think so I i think i got the official invite from brian so i gotta go get my passport and uh i got i do have to thank uh brian and will Anvil 8 games for um, I got two polo shirts with tie <laughs> and my name embroidered a balloon and orange so they, they hooked it up with some uh, some Anvil gear so um, uh, thank you guys for that really appreciate um, showing up seeing that but thanks for listening everyone as always we would love any feedback uh, comments review us on iTunes contact us on Facebook Twitter or the website or email and Troy has an announcement nice,
1: I do have a limited supply of BOD t-shirts. If you see pictures of the stuff we're wearing, um if somebody's really interested, reach out to me. Um I have a few sizes, especially bigger sizes. I actually have bigger sizes of stuff. So if you are re- some listener really interested and wants a t-shirt, reach out to me. Let me know. They're you know they're awesome. Know.
0: Logos designed by Mandy. Yep. We love rocking them whenever we can. So we're all Um, wearing them right now yeah (laughs) different different versions of them so yeah we record in our own swag that's how we roll (laughs) so deal with it but uh thank you everyone once again for listening adepticon is definitely the highlight of our gaming year uh this episode is always one of my my favorites uh it sounds funny because this is only our second adepticon (laughs) wrap-up for this show but in other variations we've done i think four or five adepticon wrap-ups So um, this is one of the highlights. It's always a great time. Look forward to hearing what you guys think. And uh, as always, keep the dice rolling. The drink's on ice, and no matter what, keep playing and slaying. dr gabe and i sailed the high seas last night for a few hours
1: <laughs> you finally got your 20 gig of uh, game to download yeah
0: it was super fun we were we were sailing around on our boat finding buried treasure
1: i keep i for some reason the ad comes up on my twitter
0: and, uh, and i'm like and shark came at me and i shot it and then gabe turned the cannon and all of a sudden i hear the cannon shot landing in the ocean near me and then i healed and i shot it again and gabe <sighs> shot it we killed a great white shark that tried to get me as I was swimming back to the boat with a, a chest of booty. We did learn, though, yeah. that if ships are in port, they can and will attack you and take your stuff.
1: Oh, in port? Really? Even in There's port? There's no safe spot. Uh, Nowhere. worries. Pirates are pirates everywhere?
0: Yeah, so we decided that from here you on out... You need to have your own port? We have to out-pirate. No, we just gotta out-pirate. If we see a ship in port, we open up with our broadsides and sink it before we... <laughs>
1: <laughs> then then you have the whole place to yourself
0: yeah so we're pirates now